to Thursday night at the Speakeasy Cafe. We would like to invite you to take the stage for the Sound of Ink Open Mic Poetry Night. Now, let's get started. I want your ink in our ears. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Speakeasy Cafe Open Mic Poetry Show, The Sound of Ink. It's going to be a fantastic night. It's been a fun week, I have to say that, and uh, but I'm ready for it to slow down and be able to spend some time with you guys. I want to go over some things before we get started on the show. Uh, the number to call in, if you would like to call in and read with us tonight, is 646-595-3965. That's 646-595-3965. We'll be getting to callers in just a bit, but for for that, I want to run through some things quickly. I want to remind you that if you would like to put together a writer's workshop with us, you can do so. Probably the easiest way to get a hold of me and connect would be on Facebook. Uh, If I'm not on your contacts list, you can find me under Nyla, N-Y-L-A dot Alicia, last name Alicia, A-L-I-S-I-A. Shoot me a message and let me know what you want to put together, and we'll get that set up. It can be anywhere from 30 minutes to three hours long. We'll basically, just get started and go till you're done. You can pre-record these. You can do them live. You can do a combination of both, whatever suits your needs. And, uh, you know, just let me know what you want to do. We'll get it set up. Next thing, I want to take a huge moment and thank all of our 2021 sponsors for the year who helped cover a portion of our 2021 broadcasting license. You guys are absolutely amazing. We've been on the, this is our 15th year on the air, and uh, the community that you guys have created is just incredible, and this is literally proof of that. You know, all of you who really stepped up to the plate and helped cover uh, a portion of our 2021 broadcasting license. So to those sponsors, I want to give a huge thank you. And they are Melvin Douglas Johnson, Todd Carter, Vicki Aqua, Sean and Maddie Gullickson, Audrey Michelle, George Wiley, Bart Solarchek, Brad and Darlin Kuhn, Uma Pochapalli, Christy Doherty, Douglas Curry, Eric Sheldman, Gary and Noreen Snyder, Gina Storm, Raymond Bentley, John Kays, Paula Sweet, Timothy S.S.M. Melton, Ronald P. Bremner, Kevin Kraft, Honey Parker, Karen DeWitt, Larry Teal, Robert Mickey, Jade Mist, Rose Rosen, Christopher Ryan, Trina Pierce, uh, Dennis Must, and Barbara Cope Wilson. I want to thank all of you so much. And those of you who made anonymous donations in the names of and the memory of Cherry Rose, Philip Kent Church, Ray Neighbors, Charles C.B. Banks, Glenn Still. Rick Smith Seconds and King's Cadence. So thank all of you. We are at the end of our broadcasting year, and so we will be doing our 2022 sponsorship uh, campaign here uh, probably this next week. I'm getting that put together now. So if you're interested in sponsoring the Speakeasy Cafe Open Mic Poetry Show, <laughs> Shoot me a message and let me know, and I will tell you how what that entails. And uh, just all of you, again, all of you who have covered this last year for us, we couldn't do this without you. We couldn't still be on the air. 
you know, it wasn't, you know, that, that broadcasting license has gone up quite a bit since we started 15 years ago, and I could not continue to do this without you guys. And, uh, you know, just the fact that so many of you last year stepped up and uh, contributed to this community really tells me what, you know, what you all mean to each other. And that's a pretty amazing thing to be a part of. So thank you guys on behalf of myself and the entire Speakeasy community for sponsoring the show last year. All right, now the next thing we're going to do, okay, take out your your notepads, your journals, your pens, whatever you write with. We are going to do the inspiration from the inkwell portion of the show, your little mini workshop here at the beginning. So if you're ever sitting there one night and you're wondering what to do, just listen to the first 15 minutes of any of our shows and you've got yourself a little mini workshop and we'll push you off running somewhere. <laughs> All right. So we're going to start with your poetry prompts. Now keep in mind, um, these prompts will be used in all three of the writing tests this week. And so if you miss them, all you have to do is come back and listen to the archives after the show uh, you know, finishes. There will be a pod- podcast for you to listen to. And you can start and stop it at your leisure. So if I lose you in any of this, don't panic. You can come back later. All right. So all three of your writing assignments and tasks will be using these prompts I'm giving you now. And I figure, I find that I think that it's just easier when we have them all feed off of each other to find ourselves doing all three. When you look at, you know, I've got these three tasks to do and they're all individual, it seems much more time-consuming and overwhelming and much easier to get pushed to a back burner because it just seems like a lot. So I figure if I could just give you one thing to do and then three things to do with that one thing, it works better, right? Trust me, it works better. (laughs) It even sounds better. It makes you excited. So anyway, yeah, all the prompts will be used in all three of these things we're doing tonight. So first of all, let's go ahead and give you your prompts. Now, these are your poetry prompts for the week. And remember, they are meant to grow into poems. You can use them as the title of your poem. You can use them as a line in your poem or just the general general concept of your poem. And beyond these guidelines, whatever you do with them is up to you. All right. So here you go. Number one. Top of your page, you got your pen and pen paper ready? Yeah, good. Okay. All right. <laughs> Number one, the broken one. The broken one. Number two, 14th and Barber Boulevard. Boulevard. Yeah. 14th and Barber Boulevard. Number three, this anger inside me. This anger, I really sound really angry, huh? This anger inside me. This anger inside me. Okay, number three, this anger inside me. Number four, indistinct chatter. Indistinct chatter. Number five, wishing a moment backwards. Wishing a moment backwards. Number six, going for the jugular. Going for the jugular. Seven. Never before, like in this instant. 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 Like never before in this instant. Eight. A mound of wasted words. That's a good one, huh? A mound of wasted words. Number nine. The eye of appetite. That's another good one. The eye of appetite. 
appetite for what? Hmm. Think of all the different possibilities. Okay, anyway, 10, like they never existed, like they never existed. 11, buried on the seventh page. Buried on the seventh page. And 12, growing a garden of secrets. Growing a garden of secrets. Now, you can write one poem to all 12 different prompts and write 12 poems if you would like. You can mix and match these and take line 6 and 11, grab 7, and then jump up there and get 3 and mix and match them all together and write a poem. Or if you want to get real froggy, you can use all 12 prompts in one poem. And I try really very loosely bastardizing even the word loosely uh, make these so that that's not an impossible task. I think one time I should try to make an impossible task and see how many of you can do it. You know, like put lime, jello, and baby elephants in the same one or something. All right, so anyway, that is, those are (laughs) your poetry prompts for the week. Now let's get to your writing exercise portion of this, these prompts. What we are going to be doing now, and actually... This, kind, this should be done kind of in the reverse order because you should do this before you sit down and write a poem to these prompts. So what I want you to do is I want you to take that list of 12 prompts and we're going to pick apart, do the pick apart a prompt. I see that I can say perfectly. <laughs> pick apart a prompt writing exercise. Um, so what you're going to do, open your journal page. Okay, let's get serious here. Oh, we are professionals, right? <clears throat> okay. Your pick apart a prompt writing exercise. <laughs> what you want to do, what I want you to do with this, and I want you to stop and realize, is that what you do with a prompt before you write to it is far more than what you write to it. So even if you don't write a poem to any of those 12 prompts I just gave you, above and beyond, before anything, do this exercise with those 12 prompts. Even if you don't get around to writing a poem to them, that's okay. I'm not your babysitter. I'm not going to, I, actually, that's a lie, you guys. I really do know everything. Everything you do, everything you write, when you don't write, when you decide to, you know, sit there and, and flip through cute boys' pictures instead of writing a poem, you know, I know when these things happen, but I'm not going to let you guys know that I know because that would just be weird. So anyway, you know, if you don't get around to writing a poem, it's okay. You know, this, these, are, these are for your enjoyment, for your growth, for your benefit, and nobody's going to yell at you if you don't do them. So kind of a no-pressure thing. So anyway, yeah. (laughs) This is really important to do because what it does, like I said, is it makes you realize that what you do with a prompt before you write to it is far more important than what, what you write to it. Now, why would that be? What reasons could you think? To show you that show you the concept of that, what I want you to do is I want you to take each of the 12 prompts that I just gave you, and I want you to write prompt number one, page, and in this case, let's slide up there and grab that, the broken one. So you would write the broken one at the top of your page, and then underneath it, instead of writing a poem to it, before you write a poem to it, I want you to write down at least six different poems you could write to it. 
Right. So take a look at it and kind of pull it apart and twist it around and, and think of all the different types of poems you could write to that one prompt instead of running after the first knee-jerk reaction you get when you hear something that inspires you. October, bam, I've got orange leaves in my poem. December, bam, i got naked tree branches and snow. Yeah, think Think beyond the predictable part of that. So... Number one, the broken one. And underneath it, write at least six different poems you could write to that one prompt. When you're done with that one, I want you to go on to number two. And then number three, and on down the line until you have written at least six different ideas for poems to each different prompt. Now, my challenge is is that I promise you, I 100% guarantee you, that if you do this, you will not make it to number 12 without writing a pretty amazing poem. And it's going to be a strange poem for you, and it's going to be something you normally wouldn't write. Because something along the way is going to grab you because you're scratching your nail under the surface. You're looking for the things that get your attention. Something's going to grab you, and you're going to take off, and you're going to write this poem. I absolutely, absolutely guarantee it. So much so that I have put on the line one of my, and you guys you guys have to be honest. I'll know. <laughs> um, but, you know, if anyone, can, after doing this one time, this one assignment one time, exactly as I said, if you get through all 12 without an idea of running away with you and you writing more to it, that you get a quill pen that I've made. Okay. Because it will not happen. It can't happen. Human nature is predictable. You know, so predictable that, you know, nations have been built on that knowledge. There's no way you can do this exercise and get down to the end without something grabbing hold of you and taking you away somewhere. So it's really important to do that. When you do this, you're teaching your brain to have muscle memory to take an idea You know, you just have to start a thought process in your brain. Once that thought process develops, it grows, it takes control, it becomes second nature. It's just like kids. Kids aren't taught prejudice, are they? No. That's given to them as little bites as kids, and then it grows and it grows and it grows. Okay? So let's do some positive things in our brains. Let those grow. And those things are things that are going to help us become better writers. All right. I'm going to go get off that whole tangent. And we're and we're going to pull in the reins here. All right. So anyway, I want you to write twelve different poems. Poems you could write to each of or six six different ideas for poems you could write to each of the twelve prompts. We're going to just pull it off there and 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 bring it back there. How about that? Because I just talk forever about stuff like this. I get really excited about inspiration so much so that no, I can't because I'll get off on another tangent. But kind of so much so. I, so I was cleaning the house this week. I'm going to put my cursor right where I need to be. I just wrote myself a mental note. <laughs> All right. So, no, I'm not even going to go there. I'm not going to, maybe I'll tell you later if we have time. <laughs> so anyway, those are your 12 prompts. That is the way you're going to use them in your poems. That is the way you're going to use them in your pick a prompt, part of prompt writing exercise. But wait, there's more. If you pick up your pen now, you also get your extra credit writing assignment. And this is beginning to end storylines. And one of the things I think that we do, in fact, I know that we do, all of us do, 
as I said, human nature is absolutely predictable, is we get an idea in our head, I'm a poet. And so every time you sit down and you could go to sit down and write, you write a poem or you try to write a poem or you get frustrated because you can't write a poem. It's insane. All right. Just the, the whole mental tug of war on your, that you put yourself through is crazy. So this is to show you that this is to help remind you that even though you are a poet, you've labeled yourself a poet, that is your, your mode of expression in your, you know, the way you, you choose to express yourself as true. That isn't all you are. Okay? You are more than that. You are a writer. And more than a writer, you are a creative being, which also means that there's things out there that you've always wanted to try and never tried them just because you're a writer. It means you're creative, so you can do lots of things. So go sink your hands in some clay, pick up a paintbrush, find the things, the way to express yourself. Now use pigments to write poetry. Anyway, so, yeah, back to where we was at. Um, beginning to end, what I want you to do, storylines. Okay, yeah, writing assignment. I thank God for a freaking cursor, right? What I'm going to do for your extra credit writing assignment on this is we're doing a, instead of writing just a poem like we sit down, we have to think we have to write a poem every single time. We don't. We have to give ourselves permission. There we go. Give ourselves permission to do other things to just have fun with words, to remind ourselves what it's like to be a Sandlot writer before we had to post things on social media, before we had to sit there and wait for the likes, before we put our whole self-worth as a creative person in the hands of a backlit, backlit screen. All right? Give ourselves permission to have fun and write creatively and run away and, and play and stomp our feet you know, stomp our feet in what we do. So your extra credit is to write a story using the 12 prompts I just gave you. Remember I said all three were using the same 12 prompts? So taking those 12 prompts and instead of trying to put a girdle on them and make them fit into a poem, just throw them on the page and write a story, a short story. No one is ever going to see it but you. This is just for your own fun. You make messy with your muses part of the show. All right. I want you to write a story, but you have a beginning and end. You have a beginning to end storyline prompt for this. So that means with this you get two extra lines. So there's going to be 14 lines that you have to work into this story. And the only catch is these two lines, one of them, you have to pick one of them to be the beginning line in your story. And the other one has to be the ending line in your story. And all the other prompts, they get to be woven into your tale and, you know, become the, you know, use them to even make it become the fabric of your tale or whatever, whatever, however I'm trying to say that. So whatever you do with the rest of the prompts, that's fine. You just have to sandwich them in between the two beginning to end storylines. And those are for this week, number one, just one in an ocean full of faces. Just one in an ocean full of faces. And number two, your second line is, because the glow of twilight can make even lies look like love. <laughs> 
because the glow of twilight can make even lies look like love. All right, so those are your two beginning to end storylines. Remember, one has to be the first line. The other one has to be the ending line. And all the other prompts fit somewhere in between for your extra credit. I think this is going to be fun. I think that if you guys actually found time to sit down and do this, you know, we make time for everything else. Make time for this creative side. This would take you five minutes. Five minutes out of your every day, do one of your exercises. You don't have to do them all in one day. So anyway, when you do these, when you sit down and something that, that this, this unbound, I mean, you're basically running naked through your brain, right? Instead of being all bound and girdled up into the constraints of having to write in poem form. When you do a story, you can just write whatever you want. I want you to really kind of look through these prompts and your beginning and end lines and really turn them over. Really look for the obscure. What I want you to do is I don't want you to, what I don't want you to do is write the typical. Don't write the obvious. You know, be a plot detective and flush out the unique or the obscure or unexpected. You know, second guess your peers. What are they going to write about? What's, what, what do you think everyone else is going to write about? And then don't write that. Keep pushing yourself on ideas further. Go beyond where they stop and then go further still. Do not write predictable. And that's how you do that. You know, that's how you hear some of these things that someone reads and says, oh my gosh, where in the heck did that come from? You know, it's so profound that you remember it your entire life. There's things I remember I heard heard when I was a kid that, that still stick with me to this day. How do you write like that? It's by teaching yourself to do that, to look beyond and past and think literally. What is what is my friend What is my friend that I love dearly, Joe, going to be writing about? sit down and write this prompt. What's the normal person? What's that guy over there or that guy over there? Think about what, how you think other people would take it and then find the different. Find that twist inside that absolutely 100% is owned by you. It's not something anyone else could write but you. All right, so there, I'm done preaching. <laughs> I'm going to run through these once again for you real quick so you will have them. Remember, 1 through 12, all 12 of these prompts are used for all three writing exercises. And, uh, yeah, number one, the broken one. Two, 14th and Barber Boulevard. Three, this anger inside me. Four, indistinct chatter. Five, wishing a moment backwards. Six, going for the jugular. Seven, Never before, like in this instance. Number eight, a mound of wasted words. Nine, the eye of appetite. Ten, like they never existed. Eleven, buried on the seventh page. And twelve, a garden of secrets. And you two beginning to end storylines that you'll be adding when you use these to write a story is one, just one, in an ocean full of faces. And two, because the glow of twilight can make even lies look like love. And remember, those two need to be, one needs to be the first line in your story, the other needs to be the ending line. 
and all the prompts you fit in between. And I'm going to touch on something really quick because I think it's important. Somebody a while back, and I don't remember who it was, and was concerned that they wrote something off the prompts that I share, but then, and I hope I get this correctly, but then thought they couldn't use it because it wasn't their lines. Right? Because it wasn't their line that they originally thought of, that it wasn't their poem. It was, you know, it wasn't, they, they didn't think of it. But that's wrong. Anything you write to any of these, I'm giving you all these prompts. All they are is seeds planted. Whatever you grow it into is absolutely unique, 100% unique to you. So they're absolutely 100% your work, and you can do whatever you want to with them. I'm never going to come back and say, oh, my God, they just used my Twilight Lies Looks Like Love line. Well, uh, no, that's not how this is. Everything, think about everything in our life. Everything is inspired by something else. Everything in us, we look around, we see a headline, we read a line in a book, we hear a line in a song, we overhear something. Nothing's original to us. All of our inspiration comes from our interactions in the world. So I just want to reiterate that as we go into the new year, that you know these, these are yours. Once I put these out here, all they are are prompts. Take them, grow them into something, and have fun and use them. I'd love to see you guys coming back with some of these and, and reading them. All right, so there you have it. Those are your writing prompts, exercises, and assignment for the week. Remember, we have been focusing on reading, reading, reading. You are what you eat, and that includes what you feed your brain. You have to have input in order to have output, so read. All right. Next, we have two ongoing activities we've been focusing on, and we're going to keep those going until I decide not to um, because I think they're really good. And I could go into a thousand reasons and explain why, but just do them and find out because then this whole segment of me talking gets much shorter. So first, strive to learn one new poetry form every single month. I don't care where we at. I mean, we can have like a doc, doctor's you know, we are we are the doctor of the philosophical brains of the universe, says all the galaxies in existence, poetry person. And we still wouldn't know everything. So every single, there's so many different poetry forms out there. And we should learn our craft, even if we only write one sonnet in our entire life, we need to write that sonnet. You know, and I, I did. I finally wrote my first sonnet, and it was painful, and I screwed it up. But it felt so good to finally do that and to be able to share that with somebody I love very much who's been pushing me to write sonnets forever, Michael. I don't know if you're, you are there. Oh, you are there. Hi. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sonnet king of the world. Um, try to learn one new poetry form every single month. It's going to help you become a stronger, more balanced person in your craft, you know, even if you never, even if I write, never write another sonnet in my life, if that comes up in a conversation, I'm going to have that reference. I'm going to say, yeah, I wrote a sonnet once, and I'm not going to feel like a total idiot because I know what they're talking about, and I know, you know, how these things, and it's just going to, it's going to help me as a person, it's going to help me grow as an artist, right? These things are important. You have to do things to push yourself forward always and be absolutely the best person you can be. So I'm really going to be, Probably the next two shows I'm going to be on that whole, 
you know, wait wait until after the New Year's wears off a little bit, you know, and my slippers get a little worn. <laughs> I'll let off you a little bit. Um, so anyway, yeah, try to learn one new poetry form every single month and have fun with it. I used to hate them because I thought of them as math because I had to count syllables and I had to to pay attention to things like that. And that did not come natural to me at all. I'm not very good with numbers. In fact, any of you who've been around for any amount of time knows that I am dyslexic with numbers. I am not with letters and don't explain to me why. But you'll hear that when I call out your area codes quite often. (laughs) Um, I've kind of devised a system to keep me from doing that as much as I used to, but it still happens. So it all changed for me, learning these new poetry forms. It all changed for me when I started looking at them like word puzzles instead of math. So, And I'm good with word puzzles. You know, not, not much can, not, there's not much you put in front of me in words that I can't figure out. Like there's, I've never been to a murder mystery dinner where I wasn't the one that won. I won everyone I've ever been to. You know, because you, you can listen to words, you can, you can, it's like, yeah. So when I started thinking of them as word puzzles, all of a sudden it became a lot more exciting. And I have fun with them. The second thing is, is that every single day, go out and write a haiku. People talk about writer's block. And it doesn't exist. It's not real. That's one of the workshops I do. It's like the boogeyman. It can't hurt you if you don't believe in it. What you need to do is understand what your perception, you need to recognize and claim and take ownership of what your perception of writer's block is. And that is, I didn't sit down and write a poem that I could post on Facebook today. It's been two days since I wrote a poem. It's been three days since I wrote a poem. Oh my God, I've got writer's block. No, you don't. You've got freaking life. It happens to all of us. You can go three years without writing a single word. And that does not mean you're not a poet. It doesn't mean you're not as good as someone else who's cranking out a poem every single day. That means you work differently, and that's what makes you awesome. Oh, God, there I go again, sounding like a Hallmark card. Ugh. Okay, so anyway, write a haiku every day. <laughs> I want you to go out into your life and find something worth 17 syllables. All right? Every single day, go out and find something in life that's worth 17 syllables. Carry a notebook with you. If there's nothing else more important in the world besides clothing and maybe your car keys, you should never leave the house without a pen and some sort of paper. And I'm not talking about typing it into your phone real quick. No, guys, no. I'm putting my foot down. No, because you know how long, I don't care how fast some of you are, that doesn't always happen. But you've got paper and pencil, you can go out, you can scribble it in shorthand and grab it later. Always have a pen and paper on you. That way if someone steals your phone, you don't lose your ideas, right? Take my, 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 my Flickr account, whatever, what is, what is that now? TikTok. Take my TikTok account, but, you know, leave me my notes, man. Every single day, find something worth 17 syllables. It's writer's discipline. That's why why when I say writer's block does not exist, it doesn't. All you have to do is sit down and write something every day. That's why people used to diary. You know, that's you find so many movies based on a poet's diary. 
Do you think that Poe wrote a poem every single day or Oscar Wilde or Yeats? Do you think that they wrote a poem every day? No. But they wrote every day. That's why they kept diaries. And some of their greatest poems came out of diary, things that started out as diary entries more than when they sat down to actually write a poem. It's the, it's the journey that, that that simple act of writing something every single day takes you on. It's like you, you work hard all day long, but you know when that, that bell rings, you're done, and you can walk out. That's what your muse, your brain feels like when you pick up a pen and put it on paper. It's like, oh, the bell rang. Now I can go do this. And do that every day. Has something, and I always say write, you, write, you write in a journal because it is different. You write differently when your hand is holding a pen and is on paper than if you're typing it out. Journals, there's something, they're, they're sacred. They're, I don't know, like they're, they're just magical. So write on paper with a pen. Have something. If you're going through the day and you, you think about something and you jot it down on paper and it's only 15 syllables, don't sit there and try to turn it into a poem because that's, that's too much like work. I'm more, important, it's more, I'm more concerned it's more important for you to get those ideas down on paper when you think of them during the day. Let, when, when that creative side of you speaks to you, show it enough courtesy to take two seconds and listen. Because I'll tell you what, there's nothing worse than your muse giving you the silent treatment because you pissed it off. Writer's block's not real, but it is possible to piss off your muse if you're lazy. I teach you that in my workshop. <laughs> so, yeah, every day, find your 17 syllables, get them written down. Writer's discipline. Probably one of the most important things you can do as a writer is that one thing right there. All right, so that's it. That's your inspiration from the Inkwell for the week. If you missed anything, remember you can come back to the first 15 minutes of the show when you get on and, and when we get off here and they put it into the archives so you can write those down and, and uh, yeah, be good to go. <sighs> Don't that part. Next, <laughs> we are going to play an audio track. We always start and end every episode with a track by one of you guys. And this week, I am going to play a track by Jimmy Ray Davis, Word Machinist. He was on hold last week, and because his everything is just such a roller coaster at that time of the day for him, taking people to work, and you know, it's just it's absolutely crazy. I wasn't able to get him on, and I felt really bad. So I just wanted to tell Jimmy that I love you dearly. I'm sorry I was not able to get you on last week. I know everybody would have absolutely been thrilled to hear you because you are one of their favorites and so i'm playing this track as my apology to you because i couldn't get you on in time here you go broken guitars and teddy bears bits and pieces of the moon all the orphans at saint basil's will be coming home real soon I thought I saw a dragon hawk flying fearless in the sky, but it was just a burning rag from some local industrial fire. Broken toys and dirty cups, frayed rope swing in a tree. All the little boys in the choir are singing just for you and me. 
I thought I heard a whippoorwill wailing helpless in the dark. It was just the sound of angels crying somewhere for a broken heart. Broken kites and toppled forts growing up way too fast. How will all those little boys make memories that will last? I thought I dreamt about you, girl, but all along you've been here. The muddy windows of my heart have suddenly become quite clear. Broken bones and sterile rooms. A cast with classmates' names. Little boys go back to dark houses, victims in twisted, wicked games. I thought I saw a little boy smiling as he fished a pond, but as he faded with the sun, realized he was already dead and gone. Broken dreams and cigarettes burn away in a wisp of smoke. If you hold me tight, baby, I can pretend life is just a joke. I thought I heard you laughing, but it was just the north wind. If I wish hard on a fallen star, maybe. You fall for me again. That was Jimmy Ray Davis with All the Little Boys. Absolutely love that piece of his. So we will be watching for him to come online tonight. I'm hoping that he will be here. And yeah, I felt real bad when we couldn't get him on last week. And, you know, I, it is. It's like roulette, throwing a, a roulette ball down. I know it's rough for him. So I felt bad. Anyway, all right. Now, guess what? That's it. It's time for callers. If you would like to call in tonight, the number is 646-595-3965. So if you'd like to call in, dial 646-595-3965. 3965 and Noreen if you would not mind will you throw that into the chat room for me my love I would dearly appreciate that uh, I see oh I can't move my screen oh that's fun okay so yeah Noreen if you could do that for me that would be awesome put the call in number in there all right so this is what you can expect if you were on hold tonight once again, number to call in, 646-595-3965. We do take callers in the order that you call in, such as 731 is our first caller tonight, so listen for your telephone area code. When I call you and bring you on, please make sure that you introduce yourself because it's really important that, number one, your name is attached to your work, and number two, people know how to find you. All right? They need to know who's reading. You don't want, and you don't. You don't ever want to send your work out there in the world without your name on it. You're virtually, literally, verbally publishing your poetry on the show. You know, it's, I've got 15 years worth of show there. You can go back and listen to the very first poem ever read on the show. All right. So make sure your name is attached to it. 
That's very, very important. So introduce yourself. When you come on, you can read two normal-length poems or one longer poem. If the lines get too crazy busy, I will let you know if we need to change that back to just thank you, Noreen. I see that in the chat room. Appreciate you doing that, honey. If we need to uh, jump back to just one poem per person, the lines get too busy, I'll let you know when that happens. But until then, and if it happens on your turn, I'm very sorry. But right now we're good. You can read two normal poems or one longer poem if you'd like. And please make sure that when you are done reading, you give out your URL. Once again, it's really important that people know how to find you. You can listen to a poet, go back seven years ago and hear a poem and think, oh my gosh, that poet's amazing. I really need to hear more of their stuff. And it's like, oh, okay, so their name is, because they introduce themselves, and oh, they're done reading. Look, I can find them here. All right. So not only are you having fun and sharing your poetry with the world and hanging out with some of the coolest poets in the entire universe, you've basically got a publishing format each week to put your work out there for the world and have it network for you and sit there residually getting ears on it. It's an absolutely, this show is an absolutely incredible marketing tool for you poets. Maybe we should talk about that. A little bit. We have so many workshops we need to do, you guys. We just need to get it done. Networking, why it's so important as a writer in the 2022s. That would be a great workshop. Save you a lot of heartache if you know all the tricks. Definitely. We need to do this. Someone stay on me. I asked Robbie to, but Robbie sucks at doing that. So somebody else needs to stay on me about getting that done because you know, life happens with me too. So, Robbie, I love you dearly, but you're fired because you just, I don't think you know how to tell me what to do. <laughs> uh, you're too, way too sweet for that. I need someone to boss me around for a minute. Okay, so next. After you read your two poems, after you give out your URL, I want you to remember Actually, before you do any of those things, I want you to remember that our show has a mature rating. So you're really honestly bound to hear just about anything on here, with the exception of hardcore erotica. No adult porn stuff, and for 15 years I've been telling you, and people tease me about it all the time, no tab A into slot B, no pimping body parts. Other than that, we're good to go. All right, you know where the line on the envelope is. Any erotica writer does. So, you know, otherwise... Anything else beside that, you're good to go. And I always like to throw this in because I don't want people to think that I am, you know, discriminating against the erotica poets. They are the only, uh, one of the only genres of poetry that you can actually make a living at. So there's that. Um, there's some really great shows on the network for late night poetry. Basically, they do a lot of those shows late night. You know, when the little kitties aren't around, finding out how they got here. So if you're interested in that, let me know, and I can point point you in the direction of some places where you can read your erotica, because there really are some great shows out there, um, and that do a beautiful job on that on that format. So, but we can't do it here. We're only mature, or we're not mature enough to be erotic, I guess. I don't know. We're just mature. <laughs> Anything that you're good to go. Otherwise, and let me go ahead and give you, as I said earlier, our first caller comes from seven three one. And I'm going to go ahead and give kind of the first lineup so you have an idea. You have 731-323 followed by 832. Those are our first three callers. And then uh, we've got 
Oh, you've got eight two eight three twos. You don't know which one, huh? Well, I'll tell you that the first eight three two is Soldier Blue. All right. So that way, we, the two eight three twos will know which one you are. We also have area code nine zero three. I'll just give the rest of this later. I'm not going to run through the whole thing. We also have area code nine zero three, who is not in the lineup yet. So area code nine zero three, if you would like to come on the air, is that Eric Sheldman? Oh, so, Eric, whenever you're ready, press 1, honey, and we'll get you on the air, okay? You are not in the lineup right now. If you, There you go, sweetheart. I got gotcha. All right, we're good to go. So let's go ahead and um, go ahead and grab our first caller. Mr. Michael, are you with us? I am. It's been a whirlwind of the last little bit of 45 minutes here. Uh, I know, right? A few minutes before the show, and I thought this is Thursday. It is Thursday, so uh, so I and my thing. I was on Facebook, and the deal popped up. Your this day in history. Okay, so I had uh, a few minutes of that voice music waiting while I was in the queue, and his poem popped up. A post from Salon New Love. Salon New Love is, uh, well, she's the love of my life. And we've gone through many years together at Blogophilia. That's how we met. We met through Tyler. And uh, they went to school together. See, they're from Ohio. They're real people. And um, they're from Centerville, Ohio, matter of fact. So I'm looking, I'm reading her post, and uh, it's a really cool post. She writes a little poem there, and it's pretty exciting. And I look in the comments, it's eight years ago, okay? And four of the commenters are dead, okay? Mm -hmm. And that just was a slap in the face to see uh, Sassy Sue King, King, and Kismet Armstrong and Barbara Costeklis and Andrew Horn. You know, they were like a big part of my life for years. Yep. So, man, I just took off writing and and uh, and just printed it off right before you said, hey, come here. So, uh, <laughs> so I'll read hers and then go into the riff. This riffing is... That's my freedom, I guess. Her title is L-O-L-A. That's like Lola, the Kinks. L-O-L-A by Salon de Love. So it begins. Love is sticky, silky, soft, and stretchy. Breathtaking, the smell of gingerbread baking. Run away with some Cajun queen. And thus it ends. Love is spite. Pain and panic fill the darkest night. The stars go blue through the bayou. Run away with some Cajun queen. And I responded with these friends of ours. These friends of ours are past and gone. We encounter this part of coming of age. Comings and goings till the curtain's strong, and we stare across polar opposites 
across the stage. I cannot imagine living life without you. Someone probably said the same of your namesake. Same could be said of this cutting-edge crew, these links in the chain who all came to break. But for now, it's just the two of us once more. The sky opens up and the river is wide. Our man with the spotlight fades to settle a score between shade and shadow, no place to hide. The music plays boldly then starts to recede. A violin-heavy dirge where the melodies blend dictably goes silent as you take the lead. Our game of musical chairs comes to an end. Later that evening, at a booth in a diner, we discuss our performance and how it went well. You were always the prophet and I the designer. As to where this will end, only you and time will tell. In poem. That was insane. That was absolutely incredible, Michael. You know, I tell people all the time just sit down and write. And you are an example of the magic that happens when you do that. Because like you said, you know, your your form of expression comes out best in riffs, which you are known for doing. You had no preconceived notion of what you were going to sit down and write. You saw something, it made you think, you sit down and you write it out. Spur of the moment, follow that inspiration. And that's the way that you write. That, those, that's what your, your riffs are. And that's where the power of your writing comes from. You know, producing a piece like that, that was incredible. Thanks. You're welcome. It's beautiful. Emotional. Hope she likes it. Yeah. Probably that's it. I've written a lot for her over the years. A lot. <laughs> you know, you make all your girls feel very special in their own way. <laughs> By the way, before office? I go, yes. before I go, that poem you played with Jimmy Ray's, mm-hmm. new to me. I've never heard that. I believe that's like my favorite of his all right there. And that was just phenomenal. Isn't really it incredible? Like yeah, yeah, he is. He is. He's a good inspiration to us all. He's a nice guy too. You know, and so, and uh, he needs he needs to hear that. You know, I tell him that stuff all the time, but he needs to hear that because I don't think he believes it. You know, I really? I don't I don't think I honestly do not think that Jimmy has any idea how good he really is at being a performance poet. I think it's well, important for him to know that, for us to share that with him, you know, to because I don't, I don't, I don't think that he really knows. I think well, that he hopes. He just, I think that he thinks. He, I think that he thinks maybe, but he doesn't know how good he really is, and I really want him to know that. Well, he's got my vote. Mhm. Me too. Who else have I ever said anything like that about? Uh, me. Okay, maybe not me. Oh, Cy Philbrook. I've talked about him like that, too. 
I love you so much. Yeah. I love you too. Okay. You got a lot of people waiting. The phones are working tonight for a change. Everything is in sync. I got to go. All right. Love you, Michael. Love you, bye. See you. All right. Michael Todd, incredible poet. And I love the PC service line. All right. Our next caller comes from area code 832-832. You are on the air. Ed McKinney from Los Angeles, known as Sincere. Good evening. Or no, not 832-323. See, I told you guys. 832, you're next. 323, I have you now. Uh, Ed McKinney from Los Angeles. Good evening. Hi, Sincere. How are you, love? I'm excellent. What's going on in your life? What did you bring us tonight? Uh, a haku. And, um, what? I'm doing some uh, a haku, something different. What? What? <laughs> three lines? You brought me three lines? No. Oh my God! I, I changed my mind, one. you guys. You're no longer writing a haiku every day. You're writing epic poems. So you. Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. Okay, I'm just gonna read one, <laughs> then I get to the I get to the other one. Okay. I'm happy now. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Death is darkened when birth isn't asleep in between winter and summer exodus. Read that again. Death is darkened when birth isn't asleep in between winter and summer exodus. I love it. Thank you. I especially love it being here in Oregon because green is the color of winter. Absolutely. Yeah, we don't get we we had a snowstorm, but that's very not normal for us. You know, here because we're a rain, we are literally a rainforest. You know, the this is this is our monsoon season. This is our green. You know, right. and so it's like, you know, when when there's no, it's just it just goes it's just right there. Right. Anyway, I lo- I loved your poem. I loved your haiku. Thank you. Oh, well, thank you. And the next one is we'll never know. We'll never know traveling back from and off Highway X, pushing pace to grab a plate at Sylvie's Soul Food, hearing Kenny G, Fats Whaler, Ella Fitzgerald, and Charlie Barnett. Jazz was her name on a night where the sun and moon cared to kiss, forgetting each tropic storm, where there's lyrics offering solace inside a house of plentiful. Harlem raised, she will never know me. Money will die a slow death. As her with her chairman coins that claims us prisoners whose life depends on another's fairy tale. We'll never know. Afraid with marriage wasn't from my forthcoming short change by his body language, Miss Norma. How could I known she was the afternoon doing a vacation past present? How once a mother's words often spiked my intervention, my innovation. Two sirens of horns as we laid down under a curve of brimstones. She was talking about what's going to happen when I fell down some flight of stairs from hell. Not ever a staircase is a brown default to letting you fall into her slumber. I will never, ever get another passing storyline to tell how much I missed that change. During a year of a snake bales swayed back and forth, I didn't see the river cry as the dragon dance aloft. Her kiss shall I die a thousand sleeplessness. As forth seeing her come from work, not knowing that was mystery conjuring, dead palace of poetry misunderstanding. 
Shall I need it and need it, then and now, not talking about what's good with her divine mercy and grace to send me on my way from another's wish. That's that jazz. We'll never see her cry, share another anniversary of birthday dishes. I never make love to her shadow of myself, although I wish for the best in this life we call time and tomorrow's dream. We'll never know as I knew a difference, a diamond from a petal of a pearl shine under a ruby's glare or something far more precious than coral red hair. That's that jazz. Miss you a thousand sad sleeping alone nights under a fragile hug. We'll never know. That's that peace. That was incredible. A little different than what you normally bring. Yeah, I, I keep, um, I go back to all your little um, assignments, and then I just put it together, and I just come up with it. So thank that's, you. That's, I, I mean, I'm a huge fan of your writing anyway. I always have been, you know, that I'm your groupie, right? I have your bobblehead doll on the on the dash of my car and everything. But, <laughs> I appreciate you. Um, you know, it, it's... I can always tell when a piece means a little bit more to someone because it's more unique to them. You know, it's what I talk about. You know, we're going to write a ton of poem in our lives, but there are going to be those poems that we write which absolutely have our unique voice signature on them. You know, like when you pick up that poem, you know, or you pick up, you know, turn on that radio station, you know that's Rod Stewart, or you know... You know, that that's Michael Jackson. I'm dating myself, aren't I? That's all good. Um, but you know what I mean? And that and that one I can tell, you know, when I, when I talk about us digging a little bit deeper in our places, I know that that one came from a little bit deeper place. It did. And and it had, it had, it had that emotion. It had that pull to it that, you know, when you, when you ex- or inhale and that, that your chest heaves and it feels like there's a fist pulling you outwards, you know, that kind of a feel to it. It was awesome. Great right. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. You're very, very welcome, my dear. Happy New Year. <laughs> Happy New Year to you. Do me a favor before you take off, my darling, and tell everyone how they can come and show you some love. You can reach me on Facebook at Ed McKinney. Um, you can uh, reach me at on Coach Ed on Instagram, slash sincere. You can also reach me at www.onehalfcourtpublishing.com. Um, that's where my dot um, com is a publishing uh, company. And if you need some help with um, anything, you can send me a message there, and I'll look through it. That's where you can find me. Thank you for being such an important part of our community, hon. We appreciate you. I appreciate you as well. Thank you. <laughs> we'll talk to you next week. Absolutely. Thanks, Ed. Mr. Sincere. All right, our next caller comes from area code eight three two eight three two. You are on the air. Oops, wait, not 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 that one, not that one, not two one. Eight three two. Are you sure to say? <laughs> <laughs> Do you, well, do you want to, do you want to have another I, try I was at clicking it? the button. I was clicking a button on the studio just as Ed hung up, and it made the call shift, so I unmuted the call after you without unmuting you, so I had to yeah. change it real quick. I had to mute them again and grab you. That was that was yeah. totally a me, me F up, you guys. I can't yeah. blame that one on technology. <laughs> How are you doing, yeah, Soldier Blue? Bad. I'm good. I, uh, are you happy to be a, here? 
Of course. Okay. Where else would I be? <laughs> um, I don't know. You always seem no, so but, surprised um, every week when I unmute you, and you're like, wow, I'm here. It's like, yes, you called in. Hey, <laughs> yeah, cool. You know, oh, look. <laughs> I don't want to be here. Why are you unmuting my phone? What's going on? I'm trying to sleep. Damn it. Hey, you called in, dude. Deal with it. (laughs) Or talk to the other you and straighten it out between the two of you. Trust me, we do that all the time anyway, so. Yes, that's, that's, that's more like a, just the usual just to there. Just with yourself. <laughs> no, I was going to say, you know, uh, uh, you you can't put yourself in the room, so to speak, unless you already want to be there. And in this case, I'm talking about you know I am whenever you know whenever I'm putting in my my credits in terms of you know my my particular uh, work, um, I'm a spoken word artist. Mm-hmm. I don't. I'm not. Uh, I don't. Uh, I don't. I don't rest with uh, with, uh, with with poetic uh, with poetry, because there's a lot of people out there who can write, but there's not a lot of people out there who can read it. And well, you know, there's there, different have, different venues, just like in music. You know, there's you've you've got your yeah. page poets, what I call page poets, sure. and they're the ones who have that. There's there's actual a cadence and and it's all, I, I lovingly call it the. Uh, the Captain Kirk poetry reading. I <laughs> saw a can go down the aisle, rolling in the wind past the hungry cat. <laughs> you know? Um, uh, did someone write that down for me? That that was just totally off the top of my head. What do you think? So anyway, you know, there's, there's page poet reading, you know? Yeah. And then you have spoken word. And then you have slam poetry. And then you have, um, you know, your spoken word. And then you have mm-hmm. performance poetry. They're all different types of things. And, you sure. know, yours is definitely clearly 100% strong spoken word. Your, yours is yours doesn't hide inside anything or outside of anything, or it's just right there. So that's yeah. my – I that's me finishing your sentence. That's what that was right there. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, you know, if you got to, like, say, first, you know, first when you're, you know, and you're trying to do something like that. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta first put yourself in the room. You know, if you don't see yourself that way, then you're not going to get there. Because I know a lot of guys and gals too that you know that they have the voice for it, but they don't, they don't push it. You know what I'm saying? They, they don't, they don't do anything with it. They don't, they don't try to get there. You know, and 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 in, and in a lot of ways, you know, part of what you know makes you know the, the spoken word is, you know, thinking about nuance and, you know, thinking about what it is to be a voice actor, you know? You're not just saying the words. Exactly. If you're just saying the words, they're going to come across as flat, you know? you got to make them 3D. So, anyway, just my thoughts. So, I, you know, like I say, I, when, I, you know, like I say when, I'm, when I do it, it's, you know, uh, you know, I'm Soldier Blue, the spoken word artist. And then all that, uh, a lot of times after that, I'll put in, you know, because of the fact that my words just don't rest easy on the page. But anyway, yeah, this is the piece. By the thin of a poisoned thread do I follow the darkness. Shiver. 
By the strength of wing and sheltered eye do I find my filters ready, undamaged. By the soft winds of celestial approach do I come to my haven, the rook of my birth. I'll hunt by the stars if I ever get out of here. Upon such a clearing thought does Raven's speech run, O Gake Tronga. A touch of fire to light the mind's eye, and all is well as Raven takes flight, climbing high above stone shadows and the shades of an uncut forest. Spirit dust, two directions, one quality of love before lust. Oh, we, the people, traditions, culture, voices of oral history, coursing through our veins, Raven speaks to the blood of us with variants of action, vermilion dreams, familiar patterns, ancient, always able to address the new, the just born, the rising youth. Mohajus wings, profiles and motions, shadows and a face. Claim it for yourself if you feel so inclined. Dust, webs, weapons, projectiles of choice and preference. I write with a gunmetal pen. Ravens, words, pointed bones, words of dissension, baubles, toys, fireworks, the ferment of black powder. Iron ashes, the inevitable conclusion of flame, the process of combustion. Raven, severed sense of digestion, tricks of the trade, trickster, creation, figurine, gaketrunga, a feathered figurine, flesh head thrust through the opening spokes of a wheel, of a medicine, the wheel of a ceremony, dust stirs symbolic structure of an inanimate avatar, medium for the wiles of second sight, we see you. Ghost shock of knowledge shot from the mouth of something, not a gun. Raven shoots the dice of a sacred gambling game. Oh, well, he got. Yes, spill the dice, read them, read from them as they fall. Mythic proportions of once upon a time. Stone embers, petrified amber, the difference between life and lies. Taste the blood of the forest. The roots will never lie to you. Sift the salve of copal from the saiva tree. Sacrifice is necessary. 
Respect for all things sacred, discernment, all gifts given need not be accepted. Desert lands, mountains, wind swept clean, get below the tree line, scare up nothing within the line of sight. Kujigwofa. Oh, stealthy is the night. Kotra. Night songs for the blackbird. Rasping claws hit thermal highs. The winds buffet themselves with the summer heat. Buses, the wither of disease. The mastery of bad weather, the periphery of dreams, nighttide preparations, the owl heals without undue notice, scars while you sleep, the caramelized airs burns your nose, makes your face twitch, a presage maybe to facial tick. Blood-sucking muse, the possibilities of what may be the raw laughter aftermath of a wrong-made move through all uh, blue, almost blue. Raven drops an egg, it would have been something to eat, beak dipped in the sauce of someone else's life. The mystery adding black to an already blackened eye. The distance of stars and shadow, almost the blink of an eye. Insta. Pupils dilated, another opened maw, taking in the visage of light. Silver, celestial constellations. The harvest path, the Milky Way, a spirit. Formed lodestone, Iga kuku Streaked with color, it bolts for the sun. Rise, me ifomitsashi that dies not. Gasolina, daybreak will settle. Sunrise, te pitatunga. Dragonfly in flight, four parts before foul. The hum becomes four sides of a dream. Chitinous behavior, all parts in bond fusion, the cohesive whole, bones for the future. Well, he, we shall gather them all now. Skulls. And the issues thereof, figures and stats, there will be no further misunderstanding. Ravens, crows, and coyote, therein lies the resolve and the resolution. Iktome, napiquan, lay beyond the thoughts that will be as if a filter held above water. Any kind of medicine except poison. Eucalyptus streaks of color, water shot 
Tihoma Wadakoku. It becomes like lightning for the firefly. Ingestion of elements. We are the elements of earth. Friable stones, poignant clays. You would not understand. Feathers soft upon the wind. Winter gust, an explosion of scent. Oh, golden orbs. Scented breath. Carrion meat. Storm sustenance. Everyone eats. Soon will come the time of famine as we look into each other's eyes with starvation. Bones wet with grief, we follow our relations into the mist, into the river smoke, into the water that burns us as we sink into the solace that we seek in the water, smoking breath for breath, bones for bones, crows, ravens, ravens, crows, gake tronga, gake. We are the ghost road born. We follow our relations. We are those old men, ravens, crows, Wow. You know, something that you do in your poetry is one of the things that was taught to me when I was really young in like, probably in the, the second or third grade, there's a guy that came in and wrote or taught us a class for like a week, came in for a week and did a special thing, teaching us about poetry. And one of the things that he said, and it may sound, it sounds corny now when I say it, but for me back then, to that little brain, it was a pretty profound concept, and it really affected the way I wrote. And that's when he said, you can say, you can get the message across by saying something is what it isn't. And the example here, he says, by using something bad to explain something good or something good to explain something bad. And the example he gave is when he said, he, the, was uh, when the sewer kisses the sea. So you're using something beautiful to describe something ugly. And you do that in your, I don't know if you know that you do that, but you do that a lot. You'll make something ugly sound beautiful to make you realize exactly how ugly it, it is. Mm. I just I caught that uh, in this piece in a couple of different places, and it made me smile because it, you know, it made me think about one of the things that made me really fall in love with poetry. Because my brain thinks that yeah. way. My brain thought, you know, yeah. Well, my mind is always flipping. I, you know, I mean, I, you know, I take, you know, I take I start with the smallest. A lot of times, the smallest thing that I can find in terms of ordinary, and then I can turn it around and. Just take it into a whole story, but that's because I let it go where it wants to go. And mm-hmm. I don't try to. I don't try to. I don't try to force it into any particular shape. And I can only speak for myself, but you know, the re- one of the reasons why I thoroughly enjoy writing with pen and paper 
is because a lot of times as I'm writing one line and the time that it takes me to write that line, that gives me the breath I need to figure out what the next line is. I like it. Perfectly explained. Yeah. So that's what I tend to do with that. So anyways, there you are. <laughs> I, just, I know you I just I just feel like I should hand you a towel or something because I can tell that would take a lot out on you. It's like you know, I, should I just should I sit here and not say much and just let the 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 emotional impact of the the moment flare flood upon all of us, or should I hand you a towel and tell you good job, Rocky? <laughs> It makes me want to change my name to Adrian. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> <All right. laughs> so. Great job, Soldier Blue. Thank you, thank you. You're very welcome. Yeah. Profound as yeah. and as inspiring as ever. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, I got a, a piece for uh, uh, for next week. Uh, pretty much I figure I, I figure I pretty much burnt my time for this time but there's been a lot of uh, the elders of the uh, 1960s time frame that you know we're basically in a lot of the key uh, events that have helped native people you know today that have uh, just recently uh, passed on so I have I have something that I'm gonna uh, read for them. Okay. So that's gonna be, and that's one of the reasons. And that's then too. I mean, I'm trying to hurry up with one of my books that I'm reading right now because I want to get to another book that is basically, in, in a lot of ways, personal account. Their personal accounts. Because I want to know them more. Because those, those, to be to be quite honest, I mean, I you know, I have a lot of respect, obviously, for you know, for my people and the culture, and all the way back to you know, to the beginning. But in terms of you know, like touchstones, I guess, uh, as to you know, where I started with uh, you know, who I would have to say are are my elders, you know, in terms of generation, they are my elders, you know, those guys and guys and men and women, you know, who, who did what they had to do and the sacrifices that they made back in the 60s and the 70s. This is absolutely true. See, so letting your brain go where most people don't. Oh, well, I have to. I'm not, not going to, all of us. you know, I'm not, I'm not going to, I'm not going to stand, stand back and I'm certainly not going to, uh, you know, let them be misremembered. Well, you know, exactly, and I'm just going to say this real quick because I talk too much, and sometimes I try to catch myself, and that's really why I need a co-host, I think, just to rein me in. But, you know, I say it all the time. If we don't write our own truths, we leave it in our history and our truths to be written by those who have an agenda, something to gain, something to hide, or something to profit from in the telling of it. You know, that's why it's important for us to write our history in the voice of the common man. Yeah. Because that's that's the the truth and the guts of 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 history. You know, we've learned more from diaries of soldiers from the Civil War than we ever did from generals' reports. I'll tell you that. You know, just as an oh, example. Yeah. 
So, yeah. All right, sweetheart. Oh, okay. Um, you can find me on uh, Facebook at uh, uh, Rafe Wild, and then underneath it says uh, Soldier Blue in parentheses. Uh, you can uh, – yeah, there's some YouTubes out there. I can't remember now what they're underneath in terms of uh, names or whatever, but I'm sure if you were to put, up, you know, put uh, Soldier Blue up there, I'm sure they'd come up. Um, but also I'm, I, uh, I have the, uh, the podcast that I'm working on. And, uh, in fact, uh, as soon as I get off, uh, get off of here, I'm going to get up on that and, uh, and, uh, cut a few pieces to have some new stuff on the block. On the, well, on the don't podcast. forget to throw the link on my page. That's true. I did. I did. I forgot about that. I'm sorry. Had a lot of the, uh, some of the mud, the mud of life, if you will, get uh, <laughs> you know get in the way on that on that score. So yeah, I need to do that too. I will. I make sure I do that. That's important because people, you know, people we need to support each other. And there's people out there who, you know, really admire your work and would love to know what you've got going on. Sure. You know, don't always have a pen when they hear something, and you know how we are. We forget five minutes later. Squirrel gone. So, you oh, know, I know. If it's someplace where yeah, they can come one, and look. Yeah. Well, that's one reason why I like the 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 way that it. I mean, it, it wasn't by choice, by uh, <coughs> intention. I'll tell you that right now. But um, just the way that the uh, the uh, podcast name spells out, Red Earth One R E O. You know, if you if you if you if you have my generation, you know what that you know where else that comes from, and R E O Speedwagon. <laughs> so I anyway, didn't but know mine where is that better. came from. You just know I just not thank you. Oh, you didn't know that? <laughs> I didn't know that. I didn't know that, no. Well like I said, I looked <laughs> I at it afterwards. Know. Because, but no, I see after I, all these years, fifteen years, yeah. actually longer than fifteen years of knowing you, I'm still learning things. <laughs> so yeah, I mean I looked at it after I, I did it because I mean I've you know, capitalized, you know, the first letter of each word and it's like red earth one and it's Oh, REO. Oh, okay. <laughs> and you know, I've worked in radio my entire life. You think I shouldn't? I would have caught that, right? Yeah. Well, I was. I was thinking. <laughs> it's brilliant. Love it. <laughs> Thank you for sharing that with me. I appreciate it so much more now. Yeah. There you go. All right. Yeah, that was my first. That was my first cassette. You can tune a piano, but you can't tune a fish. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, thank you for the platform, Miss Nyla. As always, I will I will get off now so everybody else can have their turn. <laughs> we'll talk to you next week, love. Yes, ma'am. Our next caller, Brother O, comes from area code 219, and that's going to be followed by you, Mama, at 216, so be ready. 219, you are on, maybe on the air. On the air. Nyla, how you doing? I'm doing awesome. How are you, sweetheart? I'm doing good. It is good to hear from you. How's the new year been treating you? Oh, pretty good so far. Yeah, that's that's all that's that's the best we can hope for. Pretty good. I'm I'm pretty good. Yeah, pretty good. That means things ain't too easy and they ain't too rough and it's like a cool spring breeze. All right, what do you have for us tonight? I'm so corny at the first of the year, you guys. Oh my god. <laughs> oh what do you have for us, darling? 
This poem is called Be Prepared to Show Your Proof of Vaccination Cards. I dear brothers and sisters, when Chicago instituted its proof of vaccination requirements for certain indoor places on Monday, January 3rd, 2022, it confirmed our feelings about this very subject several months ago. New York, Los Angeles, and San Francisco have already added proof of vaccination requirements to enter certain indoor public places, and it won't be two months long before every city in America will have to, the proof of vaccination mandates before the end of 2022 or 2023. My, my words, brothers and sisters. Now, let me break down Chicago's proof of vaccination mandates just to give you a heads up what you're expecting next time you plan on traveling to Chicago. The valid forms of verification include a valid photo ID or driver's license if you are 16 years of age or older, and either a photocopy of your vaccination card, a digital record of your vaccination, or a printed record of it from a vaccine provider. Places that currently require proof of vaccination in the city of Chicago include restaurants and bars, entertainment venues where food and beverages are sold, sports arenas, concert venues, bowling alleys, movie theaters, and indoor fitness centers. Next time I return to Chicago, either attend or perform a poetry set or event, I have both my driver's license and my vaccination card ready to show at the door. Just as I have to show my ID in order to go into a bar or club, or if I was smoking drink or buy alcoholic beverages and cigarettes at either liquor store or gas station. My dear brothers and sisters, if you have plans of going to visit Chicago, everyone five years and older will be required to be fully vaccinated to enter these indoor locations that I just told you in this poem. Due to spreading the Omicron virus of COVID-19, we are now required to show proof of vaccinations at bars, restaurants, and other public places in the not-too-distant future. All outdoor events during the summer, this virus is now brought under control. In my personal, very own personal opinion, is a clear violation of HIPAA laws that protect our rights not to disclose our private medical information in public unless it is required to be disclosed at a doctor's office or a hospital. Despite fully really vaccinated, and boosting myself, I'm not comfortable with the idea of showing my vaccination card to restaurant in any public place at all. That information should be treated as totally confidential. Well, thank God that proven vaccination cards are not required to be shown at grocery stores and places of worship because I feel that these mandates are specifically meant to discriminate against unvaccinated solely upon the basis of their personal choices not to get the COVID-19 vaccine in poem. Hey, Paul, hello? Can you hear me? Yes, I hear you now, yes. 
Okay, okay. <laughs> Sorry about that. I don't know what was going on. Um, I was saying that you can always count on you for the strength of your convictions. You know, if you you have the things that you believe in, the things that, you know, are the core of your um, your being, the things that, you know, you stand for, you don't waver on those. And I've always really admired that strength in your writing is to be able to stand so boldly, you know, and say this is what I believe. But one of the cool things that I love about your writing is you don't condemn someone for believing differently. Right. You know, so it's like I'm listening to that poem and I'm thinking, you know, personally me, myself, and not the, you know, does not in any way reflect the opinions of our sponsors. You know, I'm listening to that and I'm thinking about the people I know personally that I've lost to COVID. And I think about, you know, if somebody had been just smart enough to put on a mask or, you know, if we were taking this a little bit seriously and people weren't all caught up in this is my right, this is my right. It's nobody's right to murder. So somebody who chose to not wear a mask is basically saying, I don't care about your life. This isn't to save their life. It's to save other people's lives. Mm-hmm. The mask will not keep you from getting COVID, but it can help keep you from giving it to other people. Mm-hmm. You know. So not wearing it, you're saying, you know, I'm just, I don't care if my spit gets on you. I don't care if you die, and that's not okay to me. You know, it's that's that is a, to me, that is an act of human compassion for your fellow man. You know, and sometimes we all have to do things we're not comfortable doing so that we can take care of each other. You know, but then I think people get so wrapped up in a headline or a, you know, jump on a bandwagon that they don't understand, they, they don't stop to look at the humanity of something and get too caught up in the politics of it, and that makes me sad. You right. know. It's like I I had my washer worked on when he got here to work on my washer. I put on a mask, and he asked me, he said, do you want me to put one on? And I said, no, that's up to you. But I wore one the entire time we was here because what happens if I went to the grocery store and touched that cheese and inhaled a germ and came home, and I'm standing there breathing all over this guy, and I give him COVID, and he dies because of me. That's not cool. I'm not willing to take yeah, that right. chance with your life. So that's why, to me, Showing proofs of vaccinate, wearing you know wearing a mask and things, you know those are things we should want to do as a community so that we care for each other. It shouldn't be made into a political agenda, which I think the media has really fed, you know. Right. So that's my opinion. But see, my and my opinion is completely 100% different than yours. But that doesn't mean right. we don't understand where the other one's coming from, you know. And I think that's, that's one of the things I really admire about your writing. And, you know, even though you stand so strongly on your convictions, you're not beating someone over the head with your ideals, mm-hmm. you know, which makes us very cool for us to have a common ground to love each other and take care of each other. And, and it's okay not to always agree because you're right. not wrong. I'm not right and you're not wrong. You know, it's just my personal opinion, and that's what needs to remember is we're not right or wrong. It's our opinion. There isn't right. a right or wrong. Okay. I love you. Thank you. That was great. Tell everyone how to find you. Um, Everybody can find me on Facebook. Um, I'm on Facebook under the name of my brother Gavin, and uh, we start posting some videos of my, me performing poetry. And uh, the last, the last two, two 
poet poems I posted gotten over 500 views combined, and that that's a testament to you know my my uh, just a testament to my love of poetry, love of the art, and just continue to do do it do what I can do, you know, and uh, just love the art. <laughs> when mm-hmm. you when you I just love the art of poetry, and poetry changed my life. So if you want to want to check me out, just connect with me on Facebook on the Old My Brother Gather. I truly appreciate the support. We appreciate you, Brother O. So thank you so much for being here tonight, hon. Well, now I appreciate it. And we'll see you next week. I'll be back next week. Awesome. Thank you, sweetheart. Well, <laughs> bye bye. All right, we're going to go ahead and take Mama at 216, and they are going to be followed by 832. I believe that's Kurt. We also have 903. 207, I see you down there at the bottom, but your hand isn't up, so 207. If you want to come on the air, press 1, and that will alert me to the fact that you want to come on and talk to us. And I'll know it's okay to unmute you. There you go, got you. So, uh, yeah, we have 832. Looks like we have, I see Eric down there. Okay, so yeah, let me go ahead and grab our next caller. Dun, 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 dun. 216, you are on the air. Good evening. Hey, Mama, how are you, my love? Uh, ready and willing. <laughs> uh, searching for a poem, and then I found this old one I called The Beguiling. I was trying to get the picture because I know uh, Jimmy Ray is going to want to see the picture. So you'll hear me read it, but you can't see the picture when I read it. So I said, well, let me find the picture, see if I can transfer it over to my page. It's called The Beguiling. I read this for you a long time ago. But before I read anything, how are you today? I'm doing wonderful. I'm doing good. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Um, Yeah, it's... um, I went to the doctor yesterday. And what they and say? They said that, that, so I did three. I did uh, uh, come in contact with three neurologists. They all came in there, and uh, they were telling me that I was doing really well. My my COVID memory that was taken away is coming back. Mm-hmm. And they said it probably will come back fully. Maybe they want to check me again in three months to see if it's getting better or worse, but overall they said I was doing really good because uh, I had that cold. You sound really good. Well. You would never even have guessed you were that sick. So they asked me some questions, and I was not too good on the, one of the questions when they asked me like five words, and then they come back 15 minutes later and tell me to tell them the five words before you got like two of them. <laughs> you know what? Honestly, I bet I couldn't do that either. That's not the way my brain works. I forget. I'll sit there and think of something, walk over the the desk to get a pen to write it down, and I've forgotten it already. So that's not a fair test. You let me talk to that doctor. I want to see if he can do it. Yeah. So then, well, it was so the the main big older one, the two younger ones, was taking care of me. I was having you know a good time with them. Then the old serious one with the white hair, good looking, the old the doctor came comes in and goes, "But did you get your shot?" I said, not yet, because they told me I have to wait three months for the immunity to wear off that I already have. But he's like, well, if you had got it in the first place, you wouldn't even be here. 
I'm like, mm. okay. <laughs> Not that I'm going to say told you so, but told you so. Right. And then, wow. so then he was going, well, your your memory is coming back. You seem to be really doing pretty good with uh, the test that they gave you. I'm I'm very impressed with your age and everything. And I said, well, how are you going to be impressed when you don't even know what I was like before I got COVID? I said, I used to be sharp. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you have anything to compare it to. You have nothing to compare it to. I said, this uh, is baby, this nothing. is a dumbed-down version of me, and you're kind of hot. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so anyway, I'm dedicating this one to uh, the beguiling, because I know Jenny would like this, so I'm dedicating this to him. It's a short story poem. It was prompted by the picture, which I will send him the picture later. Or I already put it on my page. You can just go look. And it's about three women that found out that they were sharing the same man. So they had a plan at the end to um, devour him. And it goes like this. Three of us shared many things in life as best friends often do. Then slithered in a serpent who wanted us all three, and I was the first to be seduced. I never mentioned him to the other two. He was my best kept secret. Though little did I know that when he left me with steamy dreams, he had slipped also into their chambers of love leaving me filled with a wanting and a longing for more of it. See, most men would have would have to be attracted to us all because we had been friends for so long that we had kind of became each other. But never in a million years could we, nor would we, out of loyalty, knowingly share a lover. Unless we had decided to. But what next? Did we discover, unbeknownst to us all, we had been beguiled by this charming creature who had visited us with his spell. This time we did not kiss and tell. The sliding intoxicated, the sliding intoxicated us and left our eyes shining with a lust-filled gleam. The day came when we could no longer contain the excitement of our secret, our boudoir, as each of us described the same man to each other. At first, we were stunned. Then we started to compare details with one another. And as the story unfolded, we began to laugh, and we vowed from then on we would always Reveal our newest conquest Since we all have had a pastor Since we all have had a piece of him We three decided to be best friends I don't know, I messed up there So I'm kind of like, anyway Had never bargained for this contest Avowed to keep secrets no more The plot to share him was in flight To overtake him that night And as he came through the door we all took a bite. Him we devoured until there was nothing left except this story to tell. 
the ballad of the white snake can now become a delicious metaphor in our luscious mouths. The end. <laughs> Which one of you were the best cook? That's what I want to know. <laughs> I don't know. You have to see the picture. It's on my page. I'll I'll put the whole poem on there so you can see it. The picture's already there. Uh, and it's got some mistakes in here. And I got it over here in a Word doc, so I don't know why they didn't correct it. But anyway, it's an old story. I wrote it like 2015. Here we go. So did you? Do, are we doing two pieces? We are. Okay. Okay, so the next one I have is called, uh, <clears throat> let me close this one out. And that was a beguiling. And um, I'm going to post it on my page. Okay, that's that. And what? I don't know what this means. So I'm going here now to pull up this other one. Oh, where is it? It's right here. And this one is more, um, <clears throat> more would be revealed is the name of it. And it's, uh, it was written by the gangster granny and me. Here we go. More would be revealed is the name of the piece. Salacious urination, holding up the progress of a nation. Men will be boys. Like street kids trying to thug, your mama don't wear no drawers while threats hang over your head. The one speaks on a crook in his books. The other writes graffiti on bathroom walls. Seems no one is appalled. All are enthralled. Your mama's horrible. Like brawls in taverns while lackeys lack and then the big payback both deplorable. While deploring troops to war, the children are not even as slack as that because the little children have more sense and speak up against the nonsense about the school attacks. Women marching with pussy hats while grown men are name-calling and chanting. Not even sophisticated ranting, your tie is too long, your hands are teeny like your weenie. Grown leaders of the free world disrespecting the girls, old gray-ass men peeking in on locker rooms while thousands are in war zones in the way of chemical spray. Them dims and them impulsive, repulsive repubs, those so-called leaders spray each other with insults while known enemies who are full of tricks, are hacking in with power tricks on our politics and our government. Leaded water, mercury, and radiation dumbing down the nation. There is no collusion, you slob. Fuck your dossier. My fixer paid her to go away. Security leaks, leaving them leaking the breaches of integrity, morality, and spirituality, spiritually speaking, stooping lower and lower, crawling into the underground bunkers with tax cuts from useless dollars. Who can pee the furthest? Who can dampen a tree at 50 feet? Oh, campfire boys, won't you come out tonight? Come out tonight. And one up these disloyal traitors by the light of the silvery moon. No hug for the thug as he backed off and disappeared into the wall hangings. Fake news diverts the al- and alerts. The saga diversions continue. 
na 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 Fuck your book, stinky. Bet I'll tweet you out of here. And by the way, my breath don't stink like your hostess Twinkie. In other words, Bill says, new rule. America, you need to take the reins away from the lanes. In peace. You need to record that for me. You need to figure out a way to record that for me, Mama. (laughs) I'm serious. I want that one on the air. Okay, I'll try. Since we don't have much to do anymore, we can't go anywhere. And all the beautiful things that we make, we can't go and wear them anymore. We can't go walk across the stage and get attention in a beautiful outfit and a nice necklace or a, a beautiful purse. We have to just stay in the house and I guess I can just stay in here and record something for you. That would be great. It would give you something to do. <laughs> yeah. I was actually thinking about that the other day because I am I am like I have I'm I have a I like girls have fetishes I've I've always been I don't know how to, I've always been a, like stockings and high heels I've I've just mm-hmm. I feel sexy when I'm wearing stockings and high heels I think they're beautiful I can, you know I love just that's my thing okay so so I'm a stockings and I'm I'm a, I'm a shoe girl mm-hmm. and I've got like I have shoe bags nailed to the back of my closet all along the entire wall and the sides to put shoes in. So then when I hang my clothes up, you don't really see all the shoes, but I have them there. There's, I've got a ton of shoes. Right? And I was thinking about that the other day. It's like, when is the last time I wore a heel? Maybe I should like just go through the closet and get rid of them, you know, because when am I ever mm-hmm. going to wear them again? That's a horrible again, thought. Right. I'm just going to start walking around the house doing chores in my high heels. That's just, I'm going to do it. I'm not going to let them sit in the closet anymore. I don't care if I go out or not. I'm wearing them. That's right. I feel so much better getting that off my chest. Yeah, because, you know, we're not going to probably, we don't know what's going to happen as far as getting back to anything that we recognize as being normal and fun and beautiful. I mean, my God, I'm so bored. I I just don't even know what to do with myself anymore. I I got thousands pair of earrings over here. Probably nobody's ever going to be able to go back in public to wear again. <laughs> well, we have to get to go. And then a sign up in the hospital said, the way to combat COVID is to stay away from people. Which I'm okay with most of the time. I mean, this is my social red hour. I, mean, I come here, I'm social with you guys, and I can go do something. I'm good with that. I mean, really, but, you know. It, that, was, that was just so, I mean. But look, look what it's turning us into. Stay away from people? I mean, yeah. people need people. Exactly. If it wasn't for you, if it and wasn't shoes. For you, we'd all be crazy. All of us would be crazy if you. If we don't hear your voice on Thursday, we we don't have nothing. We don't have anything to look forward to. Oh my God, <laughs> stay, stay away from people. Mm. That's the sad state of the world. I the guess I can't quit now, right? No, we we know what to do if your voice can come on on Thursday. <laughs> I love you, Mama. Yeah. All right, baby girl. Talk to you later. Hey, tell everyone how to, to come find you. We can. You, uh, you poetry need soup. Yeah, poetry soup. One word, Vicky Aqua. Two words. 
That's it. You can find my work on Poetry Soup. Okay. I was I didn't know if I should talk yet or not. No. All right, yeah, Mama, no, thank it. you. And, you know, you bring up a good point. You know, Mama's been through a lot. She just got through having COVID and double pneumonia and big move in her life and everything like that. So, you know, you ever get bored, just shoot Mama a message. Talk some poetry. You know, be enriching. Oh, yeah. Bye. Yeah. Reach out to I each other. Spend some that. time, you guys, even if it's just on here. I'll be doing a site. Uh, I think uh, one of the, the poets, uh, Robert Gibbons, is going to uh, do a Paul Lawrence Dunbar special on the February mm-hmm. 22nd. I'll let you know. I'll let you know. He, he wants me to do something on there. But basically, you know, um, when you go to the hospital and see a sign saying the best way to combat COVID is to stay away from people, I mean, what is, what is that? <laughs> what is that? I mean, really, I'm so tired of being in this house. Mm. So, what kind of Make sure you give us the information on the uh, the Dunbar stuff. Yeah, you I'll read let, a poem I'll, on I'll here one of his one time that was absolutely my favorite poem, an easygoing feller. It's my, like one of my absolute favorites he's ever done, and that, uh, he, that he's written. And you read it on here one time, and it was just incredible. Okay, I will. I'll, just, I'll let you know. Okay, perfect. All right, love you, Mama, so much. Thank you. I love my Mama. Okay, our next caller comes from area code 832, and I believe this is Kurt. Kurt, is that you, hun? Yes, can you hear me? We can hear you. Welcome back to the show. Thank you so much, uh, Nala. Yes, I'm... Uh, I'm calling from Houston, Texas. My name is Kurt Lovelace. I am uh, a write nonfiction, creative nonfiction, writing and poetry, and other things among that. Uh, and um, these are two poems I want to read tonight, Litany and A Cup of Tea, which are from a, a book that's supposed to be out within the next three months. <laughs> Hopefully, if everything goes well. There's a lot of delays with things right now, but um, we shall see. So without further ado, let me read this first one. It's called Litany. See the purple and green crayon alphabet scrawled on yellow sticky notes stapled to tiny Glen Hills cardboard orange juice containers sucked empty by a braid-headed freckled girl named Keezy Rice McCartan. See the cardboard folded and wax-coated that once held the orange juice within it was wood that came from somewhere green and quiet with squirrels that stretched out on the upholding limbs, sucking towards the sun their green certitude of elm or pine or oak. See how Keezy tied together her carton creation with thick pink fuzzy wool string pulled through the holes in the juice containers, pricked with a three-fifths whittled-down number two Venus pencil she over-sharpened while working excited in Miss Thurston's afternoon school art class last Thursday. See how the wool string grew out of a sheep's skin that had kept it warm through a snowy spring, how the wool sprouted cell upon cell, a protein made from the very grass the sheep was grazing on, from X-ray sun to chlorophyll to sheep's cud chilling transformed to the wiry gray mat of wool dyed pink now holding aloft 26-pound juice containers, wobbling in the wind the whole 
of our English alphabet. Wow. Is that in poem? That's that's that one. The second one is called A Cup of Tea. A Cup of Tea. All day in Kyoto, the snarky wind plays hopscotch with the falls, little speckles of burnt orange leaves that crunch and announce where I walk. The abbot greets me at the door. We sit in lotus, cushioned on the floor. A pot percolates between us. He pours boiling water over stone ground macho, whisks it a bright green sheen. It smells like lemongrass split open by spring rain. How much to pour, he asks. My cup holds nothing. He pours, asks, as snow falls, do the shivering birds shout for it to stop? The birds, I say, sit inside themselves until they fall frozen dead from the bow, riding the whispers on the whips of the wind that wraps the northern lights, pulls them loosely over the mountains of its shoulders. He hands me the empty cup of my hand. We sit and recline into the emptiness of ourselves, and we drink. Wow. Both of those were absolutely... Incredible. Kurt, how long Thank have you been writing? Uh, since I've been 15. No, I'm 62. <laughs> <laughs> Did and you I studied when... With, I, studied with, uh, I studied with a lot of great writers. I studied with uh, John Ashbery, Kevin Prufer, Tony Hoagland, uh, Martha Serpis, Michael Sofranco. So I had a lot of great teachers uh, in my time. And uh, But I had a, a further – I'm a mathematician, so I've had, had a, a, a kind of a long uh, – history of working with um, in other areas um, and so writing was always my side passion kind of, mm-hmm. kind of like Wall Stevens being an insurance executive you know <laughs> sneak poetry in when you can but uh, I've read everything under the sun that I can get my hands on over the time and I've been in uh, a lot of workshops and I'm taking a workshop right now with Joy Priest actually and Kevin Kruger at the moment so always taking new Did things Did you go to school for writing? With, uh, Oh, absolutely, yes, yes. I studied, I studied with, uh, I took senior seminars uh, with Tony Hoagland and Kevin Prufer at UH. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've had many, many, many writing courses uh, in my time. I spent also an entire semester, uh, a senior seminar with uh, Peter Tushi, who's a, a creative nonfiction expert. And uh, I think we wrote, I think the students of that class, we all wrote about 120 pages of writing in, in four months for that course. Uh, the most writing I've ever done for any class. And that was just learning how to do, uh, you know, create uh, drama using any kind of creative techniques in, in very boring subjects, usually. <laughs> <laughs> they're they're nonfiction. Uh, non-fic- creative nonfiction is a fascinating area, actually, because you're trying to engage the reader with um, using all the tools you have available in uh, poetry, short story writing, screenwriting, anything, to uh, make subjects that would otherwise be dead on arrival to make them interesting, you know. Mm-hmm. And so one person had an essay that we studied that was on shipping containers, global shipping containers. And uh, it was absolutely stunningly fascinating. And it's the boring, most boring subject in the world I could think of to write about. But they managed you know, there's to a book I'm sure you'll know. I, I forget the writer, but I'm sure you'll know the book when I say it, but there's a book out there that I absolutely fell in love with. 
That's exactly wow. that. And it's a book on punctuation called Eat, Shoots, and Leaves. Ah, okay. Yeah, yeah. That's, have you heard of that? I have heard of it, yes. yes. Yeah, um, if you haven't read it, you ha- all of us have to get that book and read it. It is amazing. But it is someone uh, taking a very boring subject of punctuation, which I don't think is boring. I have a whole uh, opinion on punctuation. but And then writing this crazy, amazing book about uh, how important punctuation is. It's an amazing tool, a learning tool, and it's very entertaining. So I know exactly what you're talking true. about. Yeah. There's also a book I can recommend. A book by Tufty. Uh, she's called. Her name is Tufty, and it's called the sentences, uh, the like the uh, eloquent sentences. And each chapter has like the first chapter is on the short sentence, and it just packed to the gills with examples from mostly from novel writing of the mm-hmm. best like sentence examples in English language for that, each kind of sentence. The chapter will be on adverb, prepositional phrases, or you know, parallel sentence structures, and then it starts out with a simple sentence, like one word, two word sentences in the novels you read, and uh, how much power they can pack, and the examples. That book could be used actually for, uh, instead of a grammar book, students could study that as writing trip for writing uh, and learn far more than they would from a book that tries to teach academically with rules. Mm-hmm. You just see the actual writing there of the best of the best of the best writers. Um, like thousands of examples in that book, literally, uh, of different ways to, to convey things with different sentence structures. And getting up That's to awesome. Compound, and then the name of it again? And the... I think it was Jane Tufty's name, uh, and I think it's called The Eloquent Sentences. Uh, some sentences. Uh, look up the book, it's here, but, you know, Jane Tufty. Um, that's just something. So thank you for listening tonight, and I appreciate you know, being able to read these two pieces, and and uh, I'll be back next week to read something else. Yeah. Is it eloquence in a sentence? I'm trying to Google yes. it as you're talking. <laughs> oh, yeah. Virginia Tufty, I'm pretty sure. Uh, there's a Tufty who did uh, her, her uh, they're related. Uh, he did a big series of books on um, on design, like, uh, you know, um, we go see them too, but she's Virginia Tufty for sure. And um, I'm sure that's right. Let me look, look at my stalker quick for you, with you. Uh, make sure I get that right. Sure, the book is really, it's so good. It's kind of like the Elms of Style on steroids, you know? Because uh, <laughs> the examples are what you really want to see, you know? You may want to think about putting together a workshop with us. I'm sure you yeah, have a, like a plethora of information that some of us would not have access to that would be real helpful. Uh, okay, here's the title of the book. The book is called Artful Sentences, Syntax and Style, and um, by Virginia Tufte, T-U-F-F-T-E, T-U-F-F-T-E. It's really amazing. Uh, I opened up just randomly. It never ceases to amaze me what I see in there. So I just... Uh, yeah, and yeah, is amazing. The artful sentences, of style. Yeah, yeah. The dynamite book. It's actually a thick book. It looks like it's in paperback, but it's not. It's hundreds of pages of uh, packed with stuff. So it's really quite amazing. Oh, I'm going to stick you guys just so you know. I was looking for it online because I like being able to share when people share things with us. I found a PDF file of the book. You can read it right now. There you go. Oh, boom! Wow. In the chat room. I'll put it on my cool. 
I'll put it on my uh, Facebook page too. If you can I see it here. You got it up. Yeah. 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 Clicked Very on that smart. and it's like, dang, PDF file. There we go. Yeah. It's something a lot. <laughs> no. ORG file. You know, it's PDF file. There we go. All right. It's on there. So great. I will check that out and uh, I'll let you know what I think next week. Yeah, I think you'll enjoy it. Thank you, everyone. Thank you. And if you get a chance, look up some of the heat suits and leaves this week, okay? Yeah, I will. I definitely do, yes. Perfect. All right, sweetheart. We'll talk to you then. Thanks, Kurt. All right, Nala. Thank you so much, Nala. Mm -hmm. Bye-bye. All right. Our next caller comes from area code 903. Eric, my love. Nine oh three. Let me see, let me check my numbers. Nine oh three. Eric, are you with us? Are you there, honey? Right. Hopefully we're not having issues. I will come back and check 903 in just a moment. Let's go ahead and see if I can unmute 207. 207, are you with me? Uh, yes, ma'am, I'm with you. Oh, thank God. A human breathing talking person. Hi. Hi, how you doing, Nyla? I'm doing great. I was scared there for a minute. I thought I was all by myself. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, I got you. Now, I'm here with you. I'm listening. Uh, it's good to hear from you, sweetheart. What's going on? I'm on. Uh, no, I can't complain. Just wanna. Um, it's been a while since I've been on your show. I've been a long time listener. Uh, this might be my second time since I've listened to it, and I've been listening for at least a good five, seven years. Um, and but, it's only the second time you've called in. Whoa, whoa, wait, wait, wait a minute. You're not gonna let that slip past me. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. The second time as far as me getting on the mic. I've listened. A lot of times, but as far as me getting on the mic, yeah, it's about my second time. <laughs> well, that just won't do. I, I understand. Um, it's just, you know, schedules and everything. But I'm just so glad, you know, we still have a a, a platform like this on Blog Talk because it's been a while since I've even been around, you know, to even listen. So it's great to know you're still doing it and giving us a place to speak, you know, a place to speak easy, as you call it. <laughs> really appreciate it. Yeah. Oh, thank you. No, nah, no so, problem. So my name is Carlos. Re- reintroduce uh, yourself to us. Tell us a little bit about you so those who weren't here the last time you read in the last decade. Because <laughs> they, 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 they may not have been here that night. Reintroduce yourself, Derry. Tell us a little bit about you. And then tell us what you're going to read tonight and why you picked that out to read. Um, so my name is Carlos G., a.k.a. The Mad Writer. A lot of people know me as The Mad Writer. Uh, I'm always back and forth between uh, Facebook, don't have Instagram, don't care for the other platforms. Um, I just, um, I'm, I'm just uh, um, a person who I uh, use my words to, um, to help me out when I'm feeling some type of way. Um, from Miami, Florida, so you know I'm surrounded by water, so it's always some type of feeling. Um, the poem I picked tonight, um, I want to get, I want to tell y'all a little story about a. Um, this cleansing that me and my mother did um, at the day after Christmas, and we finished on uh, December 30th. It's just a four-day cleanse. It's like unlike no cleanse ever before. And I just want to tell the world about it, y'all. Y'all just want to hear it for a sec. 
And thank you, by the way, now. Appreciate it. All right. Pay it forward, leave no man behind. I pay it forward, leave no man behind. I pay it forward, leave no man behind. It was the love that restored me working through. The downloads was in many forms, but felt as if I needed to take care of you. Different from the norm, ancestors was there the entire time, whispering winds, asking how I feel. Even today as I write this rhyme, I didn't know it was truly real. So I pay it forward, leave no man behind. And I pay it forward, leave no man behind. And I pay it forward because I leave no man behind, no woman behind. December 26, 2021, the day I decided to, de- to take control. How many scoops? Just one, four times a day until the ancestral parasites lay dead in the toilet bowl. Home, open mics and karaoke singing. Good night, sweetheart. Well, it's time to go. Good night, sweetheart. Well, it's time to go. Uh, no joke, see? Saying no to all the dairy, the sugars, the starches, and all meat. The whole time bloated and lonely cuz see these ancestral parasites. No, that's all I eat. And I'm paying it forward, leave no man behind. And I pay it forward because I leave no man behind. And I have to pay it forward, leave no man behind. Stand by the briars, butter, pecan, red meats, and good old swine. That's a thing of the past. Ultimate reset on my nutrition and the dolo healthy eating. From sunup to sundown, one week a day I fast. The energy afterwards is still off the charts, even from everything you're reading. I discipline myself, no cheating. I flush my system out with 85% spring water. No more Alfredo pasta, pepperoni, pizza. I'm educating my entire family. And until my, they turn 13, my sons and daughters. So no more fibroid cysts to make her weaker. The diabetes, the menopause, the inflammation, nah, you can cancel that. You see, Lucille built us different, which makes me love you enough to care, even if I don't know you like that. And I'm trying to stretch my arms around the world like I would if I was pipping. Because I pay it forward, leave no man behind. I'm trying to tell you I pay it forward, leave no man behind. And I'm paying it forward because I leave no man behind. I'm trying to tell you where we're going is all the cravings. The cravings are going, the loud hungry aches from my tummy. And even as today, this feeling is amazing. So stop asking how much money when the ancestral healing is priceless. I'm trying to be serious while we try to get through this national crisis. I wanted to give thanks for helping me restore my essence. I'm going to let the whole world know there's an alternative today, and so the journey will be certainly successful when these words are my only weapons. I just want you to know collectively they can't stop us anyway when the love is already there. And that's why I pay it forward, leave no man behind. You don't understand, I pay it for it, leave no man behind. And it's my last words, and I leave no man behind. Thank you, Nala. Appreciate it. Appreciate you. That was awesome. You know, you just you just can't you can't get away from not calling in more often. It's just it's wrong. It's fun when you call in. That was fun, right? <laughs> Why would you it. deny yourself this joy? <laughs> Oh, I mean, you know, it's the scheduling. If I could be here every time, I swear I would, but the scheduling. So I make it, make myself available when I can. But I really appreciate it, though. You know, I appreciate it when you can. And if it's only once every seven years, then I will just have to live with that. But just know that between <laughs> now and seven years, 
from now when you come back, I'm going to be holding my breath, and I hate the color <laughs> blue. So just let that sit in the back of your mind and fester a bit, okay? <laughs> yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Appreciate, appreciate you. That, that was a great read, baby. Tell everyone how they can come find you and get to know you and your work, please. Uh, so you most likely can't because my name is uh, hard to decode because it's in Chinese. So I'll just say the Mad Writer. Anybody know the Mad Writer or anyone that can get in contact with the Mad Writer, just reach out to them and they can find me. It's all good. But if you can't find me now, I will be here to speak easy whenever I can because of Nyla. Thank you. <laughs> Appreciate you, sweetheart. Thank you so much. Great job. Take care. You too. All right. So our next caller comes from area code. It's like 20 of you just showed up. Okay. Next caller dun, 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 is 419. You are on the air. 419, are you with me? Nyla. Nyla, Nyla, it's Rebel Joe. Hey, sweetheart, Man, how are you? I haven't so long. I'm I I'm know, I've you? missed you. I was thinking about you the other day, wondering why you haven't been around. Yeah, life got busy for a little while. <laughs> it happens. And I'm, I'm not going to lie, I'm not going to lie, I've become a little bit obsessed with Clubhouse. What's Clubhouse? It's a it's an audio platform, and it's actually... For spoken word artists and singers and rappers, it's a, it's a it's a really nice platform. So nobody can see you, <clears throat> and it's a platform filled up with different rooms, and the rooms have a stage and then an audience. And you raise your hand if you want to go up to the stage and speak in whichever room that you're that you're sitting in. They have rooms for everything. Whatever your interests are, there's rooms. But I, of course, signed up with all the writing prompts and poetry rooms. It's not like <laughs> so, TikTok, um, is it? Oh, no. And nobody can see you. It's it's just like this, <sighs> like us talking right now. All right. Well, I'm going to put it, the link for it on my page platform. so people can find it. If you've got a link with your link, so how people can find you on there, yeah, absolutely. come in I and post it on my own... page. I started my own clubhouse on there called Hungry Minds Poetry. Yeah, it does really well. I do it every Tuesday. So it's an all-day open mic. It's from 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. if we can stay open that long. Um, but right now I'm one of the few that's doing an entire day-long um, open mic once a week. That's incredible. Well, post the link on my page. Yes, so people I will. will come over, it's yeah. Actually, it, it pulled me away. It pulled me away from Facebook and all those other platforms. I really got addicted. But you know to what? It. We grow, we evolve, <laughs> we do, we end up where we're supposed to be. But we're still a family, and that's yeah. one of the things I think is cool about the Speakeasy is you can go do what you want to do. You can go live your life, go be you. That's all good. But you know, you always come home. There's always a place set at the table here for you. That's I've always right. got the coffee on. So right. you know, go it's live so your life, have fun, life experience face. things, but come home once in a while. Your show is one of the three of my favorite shows on on um, online open mic. So, uh, so you guys, that's something I'm to be very... proud of. Having someone say that tells you some, the community that you've all built here. We should all be very proud yeah. of that. Thank you. Yes. Thank you, Rebel. Anyway, so I'm going to do something different tonight than what I would normally do. 
I'm going to do more love and emotions instead of deep philosophical and spiritual, I guess, right? Okay. All right. Let me, let me sit back and put my feet up. Let me get ready. Oh, I don't have any wine. I have pink <laughs> lemonade. Pink lemonade works. Okay, here we go. That's close enough. <laughs> so this is called Tidal Waves. <clears throat> Excuse me. Tidal Waves of Emotions that's seen a scenario of two beings in a passionate as the inner verse of me connects to the universe of she, a gliding of wetness mixed with friction gas. She's so hot. I'm more than thankful the goddess picked me. I send a shiver of ecstasy through her from a pulsating prick to me. I'm so flexible with our gut. I brush eternity under the rug, long kiss this night with her for as long as I've got. And may tomorrow never happen as long as her touch this very moment never stops. The feel of her soft fingertips on the, well, shh, no need to speak. She knows my spot. I'm about to explode from within forever in this moment. I wish I could command time to stop. Her lips upon my flesh, the tender kisses and lips down my ribs. My tongue's got next, these hands and lips called dibs. My hardness pulsates for her, and when I enter her, it's like heartbeats in Atlantis. I flow with the motion of her hips as I dive deeper into the depths of her abyss and plant the seeds that will ensure the next generation of us will exist. See, I have been making love to her since the beginning of our time. Starting not with the flesh, but her soul and her mind. So when we both felt that first touch, our realities did a shift. And all the negative energies would then steadily begin to sift through the internal-external rift. And all that was left was tidal waves of beautiful for in each other's heart means we are both left. I am Level Joan. That was phenomenal. That was worth Thank you. Every second of that kickback. <laughs> Absolutely beautiful. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. I loved it. And you're going to read two? So, oh, yeah. I could, I could read two. I most certainly can. All right. So, in honor of you being the one, the first one to get me into um, writing prompts, I'm gonna I'm gonna read one of my newest writing prompts that I've delved into. Um, Is that true? Yes, I never did writing prompts until the first time I went on your show. Um, and I, the way you begin your shows, I've never seen anything like that or heard anything like that, and it was interesting to me. So I'm not a um, I'm not a disciplined writer. I don't have a style. I just sort of write, and it comes together the way it comes together. Like, I don't really try to sit down and practice writing. I just let my fingers flow and let my mind and soul go and, you know, just let everything do its thing and fall into place. But I found a little bit of discipline for the first time in my writing life from your show first. Well, that makes me happy. That's awesome. Uh, this is a short one. It's kind of funny, but it's, I don't know. I like it. <clears throat> and it was based on three prompt words. 
It was, dear beloved, um, I fucked with thee <laughs> and these feet. <laughs> so, <laughs> Just that you're laughing as you read them makes them even that much more awesome than they are. <laughs> <laughs> I just think it's funny because they said you can pick one and put them all three together. And, of course, me being me, I was like, well, I'm going to see how I can fit all that together and make something just crazy. I wrote something called Dear Beloved. Dear Beloved, how I embrace thee. I've trekked through this life on these tired feet, searching for thee. So where I've been and what I've done to get there, to spend eternity with thee, was nothing but simple hurdles to find my dreams and to learn what I once did not know is that I fucked with thee. And that's that piece. <laughs> <laughs> you should be proud of that one. Uh, yeah, it, it's one of the only ones I've ever written that actually makes me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> Just reading the title made you laugh. I knew I was in for a treat when you did that. <laughs> oh, yeah. You're going to read two, right? All right, I'm going to I'm going to enjoy listening to some other. Hey, listen, I, I back-channeled you on the Messenger um, some little tracks. I wasn't sure if you'd ever be able to play those in the format that I sent them to you in. On Messenger or in my email? Uh, yeah, in Messenger. Can you send them to my email? I can try. Clarence sent them to me that way, and I'm, I can try to see if I can send them to an email. My email is, is uh, I'm going to give you my oh, other email. Or, oh, do you, okay, okay. Yeah, I've sent you stuff before, but you weren't able to play those type of files. All right. We will attempt it again. All right. I will, All right. I will fight the beast for you, darling. <laughs> I think I think you'll be happy with what I send you. Okay, well, I know I will. But me okay. and Clarence have put some, Clarence and I have put some magic together. Just some incredible magic. Where has he and been? I just, I, I, um, Clarence has been busy too. Been doing his job thing and just trying to survive the crazy times we're in right now. Well, if you talk to him, and I know we doing, miss him. He's doing a lot, a lot of music, too. So he's got a group on Facebook called The Fourth Quarter, and he's been doing albums for them. He's been doing stuff for me. He's been a busy man. Okay. But I honestly, I think you'll like whether you can even play it or not, I would love to, I, I would love for you to hear what I sent you a message. I think you'll really enjoy it. Okay. I will, I will most assuredly go find it. I will hunt it down. Awesome. It's good to talk to you again, Nala. Thank you for waking up today. <laughs> Thank you for being here and sharing my day with me, hon. Appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you. All righty. Let's go ahead... I'm going to come back and check 903. Eric, are you with us yet? We cannot hear you, Eric. Hey, 
Eric. Hello. Eric. <laughs> Hello, Nyla. Hi, Sorry. sweetheart. How are you? Were you? Good. <laughs> yeah, I'm doing no. my laundry. I had to swap, swap my clothes over. I'm doing coin laundry stuff. Okay, I, yeah. I knew it had to be something, but it was it was very quiet. I put myself it's on like, mute. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Okay. No, you're fine. Yeah. You're fine. So what's going on, sweetheart? What'd you bring us? Well, I got two poems. Uh, actually, I got uh, two that I wrote, uh, of course. <laughs> so uh, one's called "She's Totally Rad." Dedication poem to Gina. Karelia, and uh, also AKA Black Widow is what her pseudonym is. Anyways, uh, so I'll read that. She's a woman I've been doing collaborations with. We've done four already. Eventually, we're going to do a collaboration book together, too. So That's awesome. She's pretty awesome, and she's pretty uh, cool, and, and we make good poets. Babies, they're poetic uh, babies. So, yeah. uh, okay, go ahead. Tennessee. Actually, she's lives in Tennessee. She's from Michigan originally. So, but anyways, that's the story on that. So here we go. She is totally rad. Dedicated to the one and only, truly talented artist, poetess, and so much more, Gina Carillo. She is totally rad. By Eric Shulman. She is totally rad whenever she is glad while wearing plaid, whenever she is mad and sad while thinking of her deceased drunken dad, while recollecting her deceased's, deceased husband's wrecked sleep apnea demands clad, reminiscing all the great times they had while forgetting the bad. Her style is always chic, gothic, Lolita, bad. From high school and college, she did grad. Relentlessly catching and using eat gads, cancer, deaths, multiple abusive relationships, surviving their slabs, emulating Black Widow's lifestyle into her art, poetry, and life pseudonyms, brands, pad. That's in peace. She had me at Gothic Lolita. There you go. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, she does a lot of Lolita, gothic and Lolita uh, stuff as well. I, I've got a whole little but, closet yeah. dedicated to that. There you go. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. So I wrote. So I wrote that, and I, I'm gonna record it and send it. I did. I did record myself, but I did it on my phone, and I didn't have enough space to send it to her. And so yeah, that was fun. So I sent it to her on Messenger. But I couldn't upload it on my page, so that was uh. great. <laughs> so, but I will one day. Well, that's when you so, write anyways. it down on paper and take a picture of it and post the picture. Oh yeah, I could do that. I do. Yeah, I do need to do that too. Well, I write it down so I can read it too. But yeah. Mhm. So just post so, the picture but, of it. See, yeah, paper I and pencil are yeah. still use, useful. <laughs> yeah, they are. They definitely are. That's yeah. for sure. So. There's that one. Uh, she's a pretty phenomenal uh, woman and, and poetess as well, and she's actually an artist too. So, but anyways, I met her actually on uh, Instagram, like shit, a couple months ago, I think. So, 
anyway, she's pretty cool. So I wrote her that, and that's her little life story. Uh, and so, anyways, the next poem is called Gina Carilia, the same woman. So this is Gina Carilia by Eric Schoen. Greatly, gallantly, genuinely gifted, illustriously illustrating, impressive, and interesting, inspirational influences, naturally nullifying notions, articulating art's aspirational agenda, carefully constructing colossal creations, astronomically arising audiences, attentions, ravenously, rhyming, rhythmically, radiantly, ruthlessly, realistic, realistically, incandescently, inscribing incredible incantations, lyrically loud, laudable, leading, launching, large, lofty literatures, obliterating oppressors, oversights. That's the end piece. <laughs> I love it. She's going to love them. Yeah, she I, already, I she I already did. You, These I don't are... know how I feel about you having another woman in your life, though. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, she's actually already read them, too. I already sent them to her. Like, these these were a couple, uh, like, maybe a month or two old. So, Very so cool. I can't have more than one woman, more than one woman yes, in my life? Yes, you can have lots, but it doesn't mean I have to like it. <laughs> right. <laughs> sucks, sucks being cheated on, huh? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Eric. Joking. Great job, but, sweetheart. I appreciate you so much. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. Thanks for the platform. Sorry, I was doing my laundry, and uh, okay. I had to put them in the dryer and put them in the washer. I'm still drying my clothes right now, too. So, <laughs> but also I had to. Wait I'm just glad you were here. Months. I mean, you can you can put me on hold for laundry as long as you guys show up. I don't care. We don't always do it pretty. We just do it and we have fun. That's right. Yeah. That's it. All right, sweetheart. We'll talk to you next week, honey. Thank you, Eric. Yes, you're welcome. <laughs> and next week, I'll probably... Wait, 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 wait. What? Next week, what? <laughs> Sorry. Next week, I'll probably be reading my collaborations, at least two of them. With oh, that'd Gina be cool. Cor- I would love it. I'm going to try to get her on the show, if I can. Please. got to figure yeah, out that would how. That would be awesome. So that'd be great to read together, yeah. Yeah, so I told her about the show already, so I'm going to tell her that Thank you. I'm going to send her the link so she can listen through the show, and I already sent the link beforehand, but this time it'll be special for her, so, but anyways, yeah, so you can find me on Facebook, Eric Shulman, that's really about it right now, so right, have a great you. week, I'll uh, talk you to you too. next week, sorry for All muting right, you, muting me. <laughs> All right. Have a great one. Bye. You too. <laughs> Bye-bye. Thanks. Bye. All right. So we have – I'm going to go ahead and give the lineup that we have right now that will probably take us through to the end of the show. We have area code uh, 863. Let me check this for a minute real quick. Um, 863, which is Noreen. So, Noreen, you're next. And that's going to be followed by uh, 615-815-506 and 919. And I'm going to try to keep my – we've got 32 minutes left. I'm going to keep my comments to a minimum. If you're going to read two, just tell me I'm going to read two and read both of them, and I'll comment at the end so I get you all on in time, okay? Let's go ahead and grab Noreen. Are you with me, Noreen? Eight six three, which is Noreen. 
Lisa Noreen, you're next. And that's going to be followed There she comes. I didn't give her enough time. I'm ready. Hi, Noreen. Um, hello. Hello, Nyla. <laughs> Hi, Noreen. How are you doing, sweetheart? I'm doing good. Okay. I caught that time. I got it turned down before. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> yeah, like we called that one pretty close. We did well. We've yes. got 30, 30 so minutes left in the show. I've got five of you still to get on. I'm going to go ahead and have you read Gary's and then read yours, and I will comment at the end, okay? Okay, okay, okay. okay. Um, and this is, um, Gary don't have a title to this one, but he, he said, it says here, recited September 29, 2011, on, on your show. Okay. Um, cowardness. What is, what is the date, Noreen? I'm sorry. What is the date? Oh, he will. He um, read that on September 29th, 2011, on your show. Okay. 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 Um, cowardness and weaknesses are not pillars of society. Through the throes and rails of time, all things change. The securities we have and we bear in mind all get disrupted now and then. One more time. The end. Very profound, that man. Yes, he is. He's, okay. he's very smart and very wise. Mm-hmm. And yours, my love? Okay. Mine is called Day of Romance. It's a blitz. Okay. Um, today is downtown day. Today should be every day. Day for Cuba to strike. Day for love. Love is in the air. Love and romance. Romance your loved one. Romance goes hand in hand with love. Love is true. Love is sure to stay. Stay with me forever and ever. Stay and toast. Toast for more more romance. Toast to you and I. I want you now and forever. I give you my heart. Heart of pure love. Heart and chocolates. Chocolates I give you. Chocolates and a rose. Rose to make you smile. Rose for you. You gave me your love. You and I together. Together we will make it. Together you be smile. Smile. I wrote this bliss for you. Smile. You are mine forever and more. More love, less hate in this world. More love letters for you. You gave me everything. Your love. You are what I want. Want more of you. Want, want, want you now. Now let's celebrate. Now let's thanks. Thanks to the tune of Valentine's. Thanks like it was your last one. One more time. Thanks with me. One more to go. Go and give the gift of love. Go and give the gift of you. You are my everything. You are my love. Love me gently. Love and romance. Romance is here to stay. Romance plus love equals you. You stay the end. <laughs> Absolutely beautiful. Both those pieces, okay. Noreen. Okay, thank you. You are very welcome, my love. Tell us how we can find you and Gary and all the stuff you guys have written and have to okay. share with us. Okay, um, you can find it, um, find our books on Amazon.com, and you can find Gary on ReverbNation.com. And Facebook.com and um, PoetryPoem.com. And then you, then you can find me on ReverbNation.com, PoetryPoem.com, um, Facebook.com, 
And um, you can also find us on code-5.com um, under Gary and Nor- Noreen. And then you can find us um, on Facebook Live every Saturday night at um, 4 o'clock um, every, on, face, on the Poetry Club. And then you can find us on here, too. And then next um, Tuesday, I, um, I'm going to do, um, a, I don't know if it's going to be a Facebook Live or a regular video, because uh, uh, Gary's on our next Tuesday, because it'll be the 18th. Is when when he's been gone for three years, so I want to do something in honor of him. I do. I'm going. To, I do that every year. And um, that's beautiful. Yes. Okay. And I'm going to um get um have his music played. He, he you can hear his voice and hear him recite. And I'll read some of my poetry too that I wrote for him. And I'll do that on Facebook Live. Then that be in the afternoon at night. I'll do it. I'll do the broadcast on Poco Shot on him too in his memory. Make sure that you get that posted on my page too. Which day is okay. it? Okay. Um, is an app you have it on your phone. And no, no. I what day? Know. What day are you doing this? Tuesday. It's Tuesday the eighteenth. Okay. That would be his um the day he he um um he left us. Okay. All right, my sweetheart. Okay. Post that on the page so we know. All right. Okay. Okay, I sure will. Okay. All right. Great job tonight, sweetheart. Thank you, and we will talk to you next week. Okay, I'll talk to you next week. Okay, and and we love you all. Thank you for having us on here. Okay. Absolutely, our pleasure, Noreen. Okay. Good night, honey. Good night. All right. Our next caller comes from area code 615. 615, you are on the air. Nyla. It's Clarence. Hey, Clarence, how are you? Um, under the weather, and I heard what you and Rebel were saying and stuff like that. Uh, it has to do with job, vaccine mandates, all that crap. Yeah. So basically, just like what happened in the last job, in a couple of weeks, it's going to happen again. But what I'm learning is. A job is just a job. It's not supposed to be your lifestyle. It's not supposed to be no, your livelihood. And that's where I've missed it all these years. So I'm looking at how to use my gifts and talents as my purpose and make a living off of that. I think that that's something we should all think about. I think that's very important and very profound. Yeah. Because I believe I lost the dreamer that I used to be when I was in my teens and early 20s. And I don't think that you lost the dreamer. I don't think you lost that. I think what happens is you realize that, I don't know, I think that maybe you just grow up, you grow up and understand that what you dreamed of maybe wasn't necessarily... We're taught to yeah. dream, just like little girls are taught to be Disney princesses and all this other stuff. And we, we sit there and we dream for these things and this is what we want to do, but then we realize that's not really it. You know, we buy into what a dream should be and then realize it takes a lot less than that dream to really make us happy. Our, our perspective right. of what our dreams should be change, I think. And, you, you know, you mentioned that a little bit. I don't know what your dreams were, but, you know, I, I would like to think that 
the dreams you have now are more really for you. Truly. Yeah, it's definitely for me. Definitely for me. That's how come I'm looking at these options that I forgot that I had. So, yeah, so that's what's going on with me right now. I'm in limbo, but I'm still here, even though the moronic has hit me. I mean, Omicron, or moronic, you know, that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you know, there's a lot of artists out there who would love to have someone help them put their stuff to re- being recorded. Just saying. Yeah. I I would like a shot at that, but you know I'm not trying to be in the industry. Be, you know. I've you I've heard stuff from people is. before. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not. I mean, I know how to do it. I know how to do it for our genre. You know, I'm not a professional producer, but I know how to do it well. Right. That's all you have yeah. to do. Do it for hire. I get what you're saying. Mhm. Mhm. Excellent. How are you? I am doing really, really good. I'm doing really Excellent. well. It's It's been a week from hell, and I'm enjoying every minute of it. Excellent. <laughs> so i got two pieces for you. And the first one is called The Hypocrite's Lament. I'm trying to find the words to say, to be honest here. I'm coming to you without blame and no one else. And you know what my problem is. Every time I am idle, I go into idolatry. Like I'm going to buy something with 15 cents at the Dollar Tree. Let's address my hypocrisy. I've become like King Solomon. Wisdom and wealth but buxom women. I started following concubines. Some named Delilah and some named Jezebel. Invited me to experience mental sex and now I'm a prisoner. Constant cravings and thoughts of those whores over there having intricate plots. They're burying me underground with my tombstone, saying, here lies the man of God. My footsteps in the dark is exposing my fake holiness. I attend Sunday service with my wife, but my mind visits only fans. Those temptations, I can't blame them for my imagination being in a ball confusion which you are not the author of. So what the hell am I doing here? I'm supposed to be here with you, yet I'm intimate with succubus and incubus. Why sin and give in to lust when I should be chasing you like I missed the bus? I'm a hypocrite spitting rhymes on gospel shows, quoting scriptures when, deep inside I play a role being spiritual when I'm an idiot living despicable. I'm always in the showmanship, and I almost cuss like Peter the Apostle. Hearing the cock crow while I broke my promises, and I'm crying out to my God, don't go. Forgive me, please, I'm lost without you. Everything I've done that's abominable, I'm responsible for. I'm a sorry man, and I forgot who I was. Someone that belonged to you and is not a part of this world. Your son lived, died, came back, beat death, and gave me victory. I developed amnesia in the presence of women's assets and big express. Instead of wearing the armor you gave me in this ministry, I'm asking for more of you where we can walk and live in peace. In peace. Wow. Beautiful. Thank you. You are absolutely welcome. And 
Always a and strong voice. And you are voice. welcome to. <laughs> yes, thank you. Now my second piece. It's called The Assistance of My Purpose, and it kind of explains what I've been going through the past few months. Okay. In the beginning, man was given his purpose, but he got distracted by a beautiful woman who craved for power without realizing she already had it, listening to the demonic voice saying she could be like God. She took the deal, and because her husband was enticed by her, he caught amnesia of who he was and signed the contract too. Now the truth was revealed, and they tried to hide in secrecy. When asked by his holiness, who told you you were naked? They didn't accept responsibility and place blame. They lost their purpose and got jobs but never their gifts, which is where I'm at today. I lived by my job title, was proud of my job title, the years of experience accepting the slave mentality, until I made the choice to not accept the majority man-made potion. I was kicked off the plantation, frantically chasing paychecks so I can keep making monthly payments. I didn't want visions of being evicted and homeless. I didn't want visions of being a failure, not living up to the promise. Didn't want to move my wife and I to the projects, having chances of being shot dead. I said no weapon formed against me shall prosper, but I'll be honest, I questioned if that was even the gospel I heard. The word said, with God, anything is possible. My feet hurt walking the hard floors of a warehouse that it almost cost me my faith. Heard the devil say, this is my lot in life. Should have listened to the government and Fauci. But my inner voice said, don't fall for it and keep the standard he taught me. I'm an offspring of the father and I will not falter. Don't get comfortable in this job. Because he has more for me. Reminding me I have options to explore. And those folks don't know who my God is. So this is what I speak into existence. Believing this is my testimony and the message that I'll minister. I don't make predictions or resolutions about the future. I just believe in 2022, God is showing me I'm not the dude I used to be. In peace. The things we learn in life. Yes, it is. <laughs> and why didn't we learn them 20 years ago, though? That's what I want to know. Um, we probably wouldn't have been able to handle it. We've been, you know, how fast we were running. You got to remember, I'm, I was an 80s kid. <laughs> mm, me too. Uh, the Jerry Curl and the breakdancing, oh, please stop. <laughs> I, I was like Madonna, Pat Benatar, and oh, Stevie yeah. Nicks all rolled I into one. I can imagine. Oh, I can yeah. imagine. Did you have the, the, the hairspray and stuff, the mousse? Um, I didn't do the big hair like that. No, I was I was more of the, the boho Stevie Nicks child oh, with, a, yeah. with a bit of punk goth in her. I've got pictures. Okay. I'll post a picture someday. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> oh, geez. All right, sweetheart. Tell everyone how they can find you, honey. They can find me on facebook.com backslash Clarence Ferguson Jr. They can find me in my public, not public anymore, it's private group now. It's called C double 34 music and friends i'm also going to be on clubhouse once i get my voice ready and 
hopefully I'll be doing voiceovers or something like that. We'll see what happens. That would be cool. And there's a lot of places you can do that. Even on, I mean, do it remotely. Uh, Google the heck out of that because there's a lot of companies out there that can, will do that. Yes, exactly. Yep. So I'm going to and say think I about hope helping people beyond. produce their tracks. You know. Yes, exactly. There's a lot of people so that have no clue how to do week. that and want to. So if right. you are, then you know I'll be very very happy. If you're not, then you know I'll be very very sad. But no pressure. Oh boy, no pressure. <laughs> this is what I like about you. <laughs> I'll try my best. Aggressive, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know that well. appreciate you so much sweetheart I respect whatever time you can give to us thank you you're welcome talk to you soon we'll talk to you soon hon alright let's go ahead and grab our next little missy it's going to grace the air we have 815 815 you're on the air yes yes it's the Gina Storm Nyla Yes, it is, my love. I knew that. How are you, sis? So happy to be here and thrilled. All of the poets have come and the poetry that I got to hear so far tonight were amazing. I got to be honest with you. Just like Clarence said, I've also been under the weather. Today was the first day that I put on clothes, combed my hair, had on socks and shoes. Well, you are under the weather, aren't you? Oh, yeah, I was sick as hell. Um, I, I no, I mean doing that too. stuff. Doing that stuff is not normal. What are you talking about? Oh no, no, no! Everybody knows I, I don't think I've put pants on in a month. Curbside groceries. So for me to be in public around people in stores <laughs> and not lose it, woo, look at me! I'm a grown up. So yeah, <laughs> I worked real hard to get to be this person, and I'm thrilled that I was able to get through the day and not, you know, lose my stuff. But, I'm um, proud of you. Yeah, I, I'm proud of me, Nyla. Thank you. Um, I'm going to do one and done because I am also a host, so I watch the clock. Um, I, I don't want to be forever. Everybody knows where they can find me. I'm Gina with the knee, storm like inclement weather. You can find me wherever poetry is available. Like Rebel P. Jones said, I'm Gina Storm on Clubhouse. Like um, Clarence Ferguson Jr. said, I'm in the C Double Thirty Four Music Group on Facebook. <laughs> you if you are looking for me, you didn't find me. Then shame on you. Um, I'm going to title my freestyle tonight, Dear Love. I, I do a series of poems that I've titled Dear Love for about the last six years. And um, sometimes during those six years, there was a person that was associated with the letters that I was writing, so I have to start over. I'm going to do Dear Love. Uh, 2022. I was sitting today with myself, having a conversation not out loud, but the only person that was listening was me. And I was thinking, I've been a girlfriend. That's when I was, like, in high school before I met my first husband. And I've been a wife twice. Now I'm a two-time divorcee. I've been engaged nine times altogether. Married two of those. So seven other fiancés that did not become my groom. My last love sadly passed away 
and I lost a piece of me. Yet I know that I'm here for as long as God allows me to stay. So if you're interested and you are attracted to what I am aesthetically, then shame on you because you're not really seeing me. I need you to listen to the words, not just the ones that I speak, but the ones that I keep. Be comfortable in the pregnant pause. Don't let it be awkward when no one's speaking. We just need to be in the moment. Allow it to be. And don't feel like I'm acting funny if I'm not engaging immediately. If you text me and I don't text back, ASAP, telling you I'm not acting funny. I'm not dodging you. It's not the phase of the move, honey. No. I've been through a lot of things, and I'm booed like one of those overripe, juicy, sweet, delicious Georgia peaches. It didn't hit the ground, but it still has a spot of chew that are brown. That's the good part, actually. If you've ever done preserves, made jams or jellies, you know what I mean. If you made cobbler or had a pie that was made from fresh fruit, I have fruit-bearing trees in my yard. You know what I mean? There's a taste that's different. See, I'm an acquired taste. I'm not for everyone. I have an extraordinary palate, and sometimes I'll cook things from places that I've been or I'd like to be. I don't want you to think that I'm... So acting like someone that I wasn't destined to be. People think that because I eat certain when I'm eating Chinese foods that I'm being stuck up a bougie. No, I'm just authentically being me. I will not, again, water myself down or make myself small because I'm tall. I will not put myself in a box, nor will I be a peg because I'm actually not even of this world something new and different that you've never seen before, the kind of fabric they don't sell no more. I am authentic, and I have most of my original parts circa 1969. I'm not looking for a good time. I'm looking for happily ever after. And I know that fairy tales can come true, but what I'm telling you is I'm a real human being, breathing in and out, my heart still beating, and I still have love to give, but I need you to understand that I cannot suppress this feeling. So, dear love, if you're listening, if you're hearing, if this is an archive letters to some music on an album that's been produced by my big brother that I call Dexter, and I'm his little Sadidi, too, Rebel P. Jones, who is my brother by another mother, he and I and all of us will be doing the thing that we do when we come to the Speakeasy Cafe because you love, you need to understand that I'm every single day, even when I'm silent, even when I'm asleep, I'm thinking something, I have something to say. And right now, my beating heart has more love to give and I'm going to patiently wait because I deserve it all. And I'm ready. My heart and my mind and my spirit are open and receptive to what the universe is bringing. If I'm for you, we will find each other. And if I am destined to die alone, never have another, that's okay because I've been loved the right way. I'm Dina Storm. Thank you for indulging me. That was beautiful. 
you, you know, it's it's I'm interesting because you know you talk about um, you know the, you're writing that you know, dear love. I forgot the title. I'm sorry. Forgive me. But um, 2022 is, is my first year. 2022, yeah. The, you know, writing one every year. Can you imagine if you started doing that? You know, 20 years ago. I, I've been doing it for about 10. I've been posting them for about seven. Um, but I've always felt like I had to write love letters to love because I didn't think that love loved me sometimes. So I wanted to solidify my relationship with love so that we could be on the same level and at the same place at the same time. And maybe everything would line up just right and I would get the love of my life. But in the meantime, I didn't just kiss frogs. I've been loved well. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> so I'm going to try to make it back next Thursday um, My goal for every day is to write down something positive I'm calling it 365 Days of Gratitude So for this day, January 13th, 2022 I am grateful and thankful for having the strength to come on a mic tonight And share with my smile and all of you Thank you, baby, love you, see you next week Love you, too. Thank you for sharing tonight, sweetheart. Great job. Absolutely. Bye-bye. Okay, our next caller comes from area code 506. 506, you are on the air. Hello. How are you? <laughs> I'm awesome, sweetheart. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. I'm uh, listening to the poetry. Some great stuff going on tonight. As yep. usual, you have a great show. <laughs> Appreciate you. Glad you're here, Lady A. I Thank say Andrea, you. but Lady A. Yes. So what's I been going on home. with you this week? We, go sorry. ahead. I'll just sit here and be quiet and you go. Okay. So my <laughs> first um, uh, poem um, is called The Hunter. I wrote it about six days ago. Come with me, and I apologize if I read it last week. I don't think I did because it was six days ago. It was a week ago that I was on your show. So, Come with me on a journey so I might serenade you in a time gone by. Express train careened into a monorail, spontaneously combusted. Molten steel poured, covered, encased, enveloped us. Flames from feet onto the dance floor, scorching the tiles with each step. I was home in his arms. Music bled and fused. No words were said. None were needed. Through our fingertips we knew. The gods struck, ordained by the universe. That moment designed just for us. Heat from his hand branded my skin. Twas love within. Orion, we are two of the ten brightest blue stars in the constellation. He is Orion Nebula, 1,350 light years from me. Each year he travels in Orion's belt, six trillion miles waiting. In another life, we would be earthbound, grow old loving each other. I would make you stay, you the hunter, I your prey. We would make music, dance. Celebrate our romance. Walk the beach hand in hand, bonfires and gentle waves, stargazing, Orion, 
brightest star watching over us, not to a grave in another life. And poem. Wow. That was phenomenal. Thank you. Wow. Sometimes I have to say wow, too. It's an expression... Writing is such an expression for me and so many others, and I just am so thankful for it. So this one is called um, Shit, It's Raining. And there was a quote that I took from a movie that I love, um, um, and it's called um, Cold Mountain. I don't know if you saw it or not. Mm -hmm. Um, But there was a quote in that movie that was so profound and it says, it says, they call this war a cloud over the land, but they made the weather, and then they stand in the rain and say, shit, it's raining. And it really said something to me, so I wrote this piece. Um, and, Which uh, character said that? Ruby, Ruby Chews. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, it inspired me to write this piece. Centuries have passed and nothing learned. Horror, hatred, hostility churn. Passion for land, power, and gold. Fodder for weapons and war to unfold. Crimson blood blankets the land. Not foreign soil, but where I stand. Prime ministers and presidents try to calm. They are the cause of the first drop bomb. Patriots, faithful and passionate and strong, fail to protect or right what is wrong. What is the purpose and why all this blood to say I'm the winner and then fall in the mud? Eons of men beating their chests, showing the world they are the best. Women and children are left home to mourn. Husbands, sons, brothers forsworn. Thousands of souls reign on the earth, drown us below as we doubt our self-worth. Leaders of lands make the rules of the game. They stand in wonder as blood pours like rain. End poem. Both of those were absolutely phenomenal. Thank you so much. Uh, Yeah. Absolutely incredible. Thank you. You're very welcome. You are very welcome. Andrea, do me a favor, sweetheart. Tell everyone how they can come find you. Well, you can pretty much find me on uh, allpoetry.com under the pseudonym uh, Lady A. And I'm on Facebook as as Andrea Wheaton. And I come to the shows and share my stuff, which uh, (laughs) Niall has been so gracious to allow, and I appreciate it. Well, we are so glad that you do. Just thank you, honey, so much for being here, for being part of our family. Thank I appreciate you, you. I appreciate you, too. All right, and we will talk to you next week? Yeah. Thanks a lot. <laughs> thank you, baby. We'll talk to you then. Night, night. Night, hon. We can do this, right? All right, our next caller comes from area code 919. 919, you're on the air. Yes, good evening, Nyla. Hey, Brother O, how are you, sweetheart? 
I am great. I am great. And if I, if I was otherwise, I probably wouldn't have said it. <laughs> you know, the power of the spoken word, right? Well, yeah, you got to keep it positive. Because yeah. disappearing is a sign of life. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yes. So tonight, since I'm, I'm ending the show, so I'm going to give you... I didn't, I didn't come up with anything special to read, so I'll just give you two. Oh, okay. What comes in my two, two, that is easiest for me. Okay. Okay. This poem is called The Cure. My son calls it the classic. I wrote this poem a long time ago, and it was the beginning of... It was, it was the first of my aha moments, or the second of my aha moments, when you... When you set out to write something, and you know you got it, and you get it. So this is called The Chore. I have traveled to the core of my soul. And I have seen the uttermost parts of my belly. Yes, I have faced my fears. I have pondered understanding and interrogated madness. Wisdom has felt my scrutiny. Wit made an ally of me secret places became my abode in the silence my mind played frolicking with the intangible and this became my chore in life, just something to do in the scheme of things. End of point. Incredible. And your second one? My second one is called, I am Granville. I am a poet who will not force feed you. For knock, and it shall be opened unto you. Seek, and ye shall find. For to them that knock, it shall be opened. And to them that seek, ye shall find. I am the voice in the wilderness. I am Granville. People, people, acknowledge me, for I will not pass this way again. End that poem. I will not pass this way again. Incredible. 
Both Thank those pieces. You. I'm so glad you were here tonight. What a beautiful way to close down the show, hon. I must agree with you. I must, I must be glad you agree because I'm right. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I, I am so right here. <laughs> my, I just didn't want to toot my own horn, you know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, hon. Do me a favor and tell everybody how to come find you. Yes, my name is Granville John Hedrington. You can find me on Facebook with the Lion logo and on Instagram, Instagram of the same name. And you can find my phone number on my page if you want to hire me. I can perform for you for one hour flawlessly and keep you entertained as well. Perfect. Thank you, Nola. Have a good night. Thank you, Granville. Appreciate you, honey. Bye-bye. All right. So we have, I'm not sure if they read because I don't have it in my notes. Um, we do have 346 on the line. But it does not show that you've pressed 1 and want to come on and read. So it's 346-402. I see you on the board, but it doesn't show me you want me to unmute you. So if you're here and just hanging out, Enjoying the show. Appreciate you being here. Three four area code three four six. If you want to come on and read, press one, and I'll go ahead and bring you on real quick. There we go. I didn't didn't want to leave you behind, darling. Three four six, you're on the air. No, thank you. I appreciate it, but I know you got to close the show out, so I, I do appreciate. it. I thought I pressed one, but I'm I'm. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a long day. <laughs> That's absolutely fine. How you doing, hon? Introduce yourself to everyone. Uh, hi, my name is George Truly out of Houston, Texas. I hope everything's all right. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Tonight you get to be our last last reader for the night. So what did you bring for us? Okay. Um, I'll just do something quick. Um, if it's not too much trouble, can you all pray for me? Sad to say it's of dire necessity, a matter of life and death. So if it could be done ASAP, I'd greatly appreciate it. See, it seems to be whenever it comes to me, it's tension when I feel alone in this world and God ain't listening. But I swear, I mean, I know he hears my prayers because I ain't whispering. I'm on my knees in my good jeans, emptying my soul with these words. And for them to not go answer the worst yet unheard is absurd and nowhere near fair. Now, I may be a little long-winded before mine have ended, but I didn't think there was a time limit on prayers. That's why I asked that y'all pray for me because I must not be doing it right. Or I did something so wrong that they've become a part of the SAT. Which one of these up in heaven doesn't belong? My prayers is the answer. Because they continue to go unanswered, pass to an unwilling receiver. Though I know I don't go to every Sunday show, I'm still a believer. A faithful student turned teacher. And the sinful man that I am recognizes I'm far from Abraham, but I ain't no Judas neither. Just dust word if I've said too much. Or maybe it was something I did. But he's supposed to be a forgiving God. And what's odd is First John 3 says I'm still one of his kids, so why my dad won't talk to me then? The Almighty, whom we have faith to believe, can't muster up the strength to reply to his seed. That's why I need y'all to pray for me. And you don't have to say it's me because I'm sure he knows. But for y'all, I was pushing messages through Jesus, and of course he told I just never got a mention. Still, I show gratitude every day outside of Thanksgiving. I threw my burdens on his shoulders when my rib went missing. But times are different now. Although my head stays bowed. Eyes darkened, hands folded, in order to reach and speak to the person in whom I was molded, but I just seemed to be a bother to my Heavenly Father. That's why I'm asking somebody, anybody, please pray for me. 
and you don't have to say it's me because, uh, and then you ask anybody, somebody, please pray for me. I even write down what I want you to say for me, convey for me something. Because all of a sudden, when I call upon him, it's like he's pushing that ignore button, and it's messing with my mental. Less damage would be done if I had got a busy signal. That in itself would be a sign. But see, the way he's left my call waiting, I'm more inclined to keep calling since he's yet to answer in a timely manner. I assume he's stalling. That's when I get to y'all and I ask, would you pray for me? I'm not trying to put you in between me and the Lord's drama. I just need him to do me a favor before time runs out on my mama. See, I didn't pray. I didn't say prayers that he take me instead. Said prayers that he make the cancer leave from her head. I've even said that I'd gladly take her place as she lies helpless in pain in this bed, patiently waiting. Unlike I wait for an answer from him and now an answer from you while you're at it. Ask him, why my mama? Try and see if he'll answer that true unbeggingness of you. Even if it's not showing, he should at least be able to answer that question if he's truly all-knowing. Why, Lord? Why, Father? Why, God? Damn. That's that piece. God, as a mother of sons, that just ripped my freaking heart out. Wow. Wow, that was amazing. That was incredible. I mean, it was palpable, the anguish. Thank you so much. You know. And thank you for letting me, like, come on at the end or come in. I'm sorry I, <laughs> I came in late. No, that's absolutely fine. Do you have a second one you'd like to read tonight, hon? Uh, I could do one. Another um Roses are red, violets are blue, honey is sweet, and so are you. Oh, my gosh. Well, <laughs> you little charmer, you. <laughs> no, I'm going to do it. Roses are red. Reminding me of the lipstick that sticks to your lips. Imprisoning a whitewashed smile that only I have the key and combination to. Thus, when I see you, I'm motivated to throw the lock and key away red. It's the color of the cardiac muscle that rhythmically pulsates outside my chest every time your North Star eyes guide their way through my soul. I feel freedom whenever I look at you. And it hurts when you walk away, not only because I have to force a smile, Based on your memory, due to the fact that you didn't take my heart with you, not allowing me to properly pronounce your name. Home. Violets are blue, but they're violet. Just as you can be likened to nothing other than what you are, a blessing. Some pronounce it gift, others say treasure. I say that perfect mix of what God dreamed your parents created and what I've always wanted, you are beautiful just as violets are blue. I mean, violet, it's that perfect hue of blue that represents wisdom, devotion, and integrity, elegance, extravagance, and dignity. You take the fire in your eyes of ambition. You couple it with my smooth waters of admonitions, and you get violet. See, if you listen, the Cupid used violets to get lovers to combine, to unite, because violets are shaped like hearts. But see, as time ran, man made the story change, turned violence into something violent because the words sound the same, which is a sin and a shame because the gods, the gods never meant love to be a battlefield. Honey is sweet and so are you. Due to the radiant beauty of your mother, the willing to die protection of your father, the world has you. Honey, 
or do you prefer sweetie? For you are the epitome of both, so warm, so smooth, so healing, a cure to all that's ailing my soul with a glow so appealing, possibly be my nighttime sniffling, sneezy, stuffy head, headache, fever, so I can rest easy medicine one day. But as on this day, the roses have never been more brighter. The, the violets, the violets have never been so true. As on this day, the the honey is premium grade, all natural made. On this day, you finally see the truth of why roses are red and violets are blue. And that's I'm so it. glad I asked you to read that second piece. That was great, honey. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. So I'm hoping that you will uh, make a habit out of this and come back and read again next week. Yes, ma'am. Definitely. I absolutely love it. Thank you so much. Both great reads tonight. Perfect close the show. Appreciate you. And make sure before you take off, though, to tell everybody how they can come find you. Okay. I'm on all social media under Y-U-R-Z-T-R-U-L-Y. It's yours truly poetry uh, or yours truly, whichever one you want. I just go by Y-T. Um, Spell that again. Y-U-R-Z and then truly and then poetry. You can find I'm mostly on Instagram, um, but I do shows all over the country, so. Hopefully, if I'm in your state, you come check me out, or in your city. <laughs> well, just keep us posted. Uh, keep us posted where you are. I definitely will. You please have a safe, warm night, and I'll see y'all next week. Be absolutely perfect. And I'm. Uh, are you on my Facebook page? Do you know? I'm not. I doubt that I'm on your Facebook page, but I will add you. You can uh, on my Facebook. I'll leave a comment under the flyer because uh, my name is different. My name is just Stanton Boone on my um, Facebook. There's a – on Facebook, there's a yours truly spelt that way, poetry. Is that you? That's, yeah, that's me too. That's my fan page. Yes, ma'am. The green eyes? Yes, ma'am. Nice. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Okay, I'm going to send you a – I'm going to hit a follow on that, and you can find me on there, Nyla, N-Y-L-A dot Alicia is the last name, A-L-I-S-I-A. And, uh, yeah, I can keep you posted on when the shows are. That'll work. Thank you so much. You're very welcome, hon. Thank you, you for being here night. tonight. Appreciate you. Bye. Bye-bye. All right, everyone, you've been listening to the Speakeasy Cafe Open Mic Poetry Show, The Sound of Ink. If you didn't happen to catch the workshop portion of the show, you can come back after we hit the archives, and you can listen to the uh, first 15 minutes or so of the show and be able to get jot those down and have your, your writing prompts and things for this week. We will see you next week. I am going to close the show with a piece by Todd Boss called My Son Puts His Pants On, and we will talk to you guys next week. Good night, everybody. My son puts his pants on backwards, fly in the rear, and I tie my tie quickly, cockeye, and out we trip into the great disheveled throng, fantastic, tails untucked, his mitten in my glove. Don't love dress funny sometimes? And shouldn't it be sin to wear so carelessly such finery? It fills me up with sympathy. I swear we'd lose our hearts 
if they weren't with elastic and butterfly pin clasped safely in. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.